A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Three, man, one, go. In my world, I do things my way. A rebellion is on the horizon. In order to succeed, I must overthrow a triple threat match for the most illustrious title in the world. Shane McMahon. The people's champion is laying at our feet. The Rock. Shane, you all know it. Triple H, your mouth shut it. Triple H. It's my title, my belt, my championship. Prepare yourself for a mutiny like no other. And now, WWF Insurrection. It's May the 6th, the year of our Lord 2000. It's also a Saturday. Kevin and Perry go large as number one in the UK box office. Oxide and neutrinos, bound for the bound, bound, bottle through reload. Casualty theme is top of the charts, <laughs> their first hit. I love the huge in-breath there from Tom, remembering this classic song. It's a belter, mate, an absolute belter. It's a shame they didn't continue a career just sampling long-running UT, UT, ah, Christ, UK TV series. <laughs> they missed a trick by not doing that. Yeah. Reloaded twice, theme from <laughs> The Bill. We will keep reloading. <laughs> Keeping up appearances for life. <laughs> I'm going to make you my bitch. Brackets theme from Porridge. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't say that to my face. Or to Del Boy or Rodney. Only full, only fuckers and horses. Oh, Christ. <laughs> I'm going to bust a cap if you look at my bitch again. Brackets theme from Play Days. Where? <laughs> Phone solo. In other brackets, it means it's dead. <laughs> anyway. That was the thing that people were humming and listening to. But why are we here on a Saturday? Is it that AEW thing? Oh, God, God, no. No! (laughs) Only positivity here at Cultaholic. Positivity. Yeah, let's see how long that lasts. Uh, No, we are taking a slight detour on the SS Cultaholic Smackdown podcast by going to this weird little country known as England. For one of these little exclusive pay-per-views, WWF would put out, barely mentioned on TV that it was happening, 
And yet we get it and we'd be told that it was special and it was unique. And they were put on the covers of the VHS release, never before seen in USA. Sometimes that was a brag and sometimes that was a threat. But the only way to find out is by you sitting down, putting on... Uh, putting on your not, trousers. Not oxiding neutrino. Yeah, put on your trousers. <laughs> there we go. Bound for the bound, bound for the reload. Trouser taking off remix. Sitting down and putting on one of your favourite 2000 suites that aren't around anymore. Maybe you, you like Fuse. Oh, those white chocolate buenos. One of them. Sit back and relax. Sick on the WWF Network. Haha, <laughs> that's what it was called back then. And enjoy <laughs> with us the dulcet tones of Matthew just waking up and Tom Campbell never goes to sleep as we enjoy WWF Insurrection 2000. Welcome to the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown Review, a second watch along in September. You absolute beauties, you! Is it two in September we've done? I feel like it might be maybe one at the end of August and one at the start of September. But either way, we just so happen to be uh, wandering through the timeline where on the left, on a detour, is Earl's Court in London and WWF's trip to the United Kingdom. And as Matthew eloquently said at the very beginning, WWF had this this thing going on with Sky Television whereby they would offer two UK pay-per-views exclusively to Sky every year and what we got if you've never experienced one before what these basically are are jumped up house shows no tom don't say it (laughs) let's let's just cut to the chase mate let's cut to the chase (laughs) but we thought if you are listening in america you might not be familiar with what we went through so we wanted to experience it all again this time with you there in your ears. Welcome to our Insurrection 2000 watch along. Math, can you remember the first time you watched Insurrection? Yeah, I think the first and only time I've seen Insurrection 2000 uh, was one of my mates who used to watch tapes with. He was the one who bought it from probably Virgin Megastores back then. And we're like, ooh, we watched it. And literally the only thing I can remember is the main event. And I don't think we ever rewatched it. <laughs> Is that so? So this is going to be a blast for me because a lot of these shows I watched multiple times. Sometimes it's the first time. This is one of the rare shows I watched as a kid, and then never again. You just never touched it again with a barge pole. There's not been many reasons to watch it again, Tom. <laughs> it wasn't. Oh, we're really a, selling this. Wasn't a standout show. <laughs> we're going to give people two hours and a bit that they're never going to give back. Get back, aren't we? Yes, that's right. It's our time now. <laughs> anyway, look, let's not waste any more time because these are long shows and I know that we're keen to get cracking on it. So, yes, yes. if this is the first time you've done a watch-along with us, here is how this goes down. Matthew, Greg and I are going to watch in real time WWF Insurrection 2000. This is a UK-only pay-per-view uh, from Earl's Court in London from May the 6th, 2000. It is on the WWE Network, so... We will give you a second to find it on the network right now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So, Matthew Gregg, do you have Insurrection 2000 loaded up and good to go? I do. Are you excited? <laughs> no. <laughs> We've really sold this one, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> right, you're going to watch Insurrection 2000 with Matthew Gregg and myself on go. So, in three, two, one, go. <laughs> noises, 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 noises. Now, it's been a while since I've seen this, but are you guys ready for British references? Now, are there many? Because one of the things that Meltzer said when he watched it was that there was a distinct lack of British references. It was quite an Americanized audience. There might be the odd one from Vincent Kennedy McMahon, perchance. Well, that's fascinating because nowadays they go over and they're like, we're here from Manchester, which is near Liverpool, which is where the Beatles are from. And it's like, what? Oh, and there's like red phone boxes on the stage. Oh, explosion! Whoa. I love, what I love about the opening to this one is how they will, oh, no, it might have been this one, it might have been a, a, last year's UK only pay where they'll take clips of commentary talking about other matches and they will mash them together to make it sound like they're talking about this pay-per-view when blatantly uh. they're not. Hello, Insurrection 2000. See you this? are a good pay-per-view, <laughs> and you are good at turning me on. Math, you are looking at 17,000-plus who paid $684,000 uh, for Earl's Court in London. The 12th UK-only pay-per-view. £14.95 pence you would have paid for this to watch at home, which, adjusting for inflation, is 25 quid. <laughs> yeah. 25 flipping biggins to, to watch this. Skybox office, did, well, one of the things that they praised themselves for was the fact that they kept it at the price of 15 quid for, for years. They didn't like, I forget when that... Yeah, I forget when they actually changed it and the people were like, uproar. And Sky were pissed like, look, we could have changed it years ago, mate. Sky went, look, dickheads, buy the network. Yeah, they went, look, look at the cost of Freddo's, mate. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, come back to us. Yeah, thanks. I'm always amazed that people still don't buy the network and just buy individual pay-per-views. Like, even if you only watch one pay-per-view, the network is value for money. 
All right, JBL. <laughs> it's true. Nine, nine, and nine. Oh, look at I all think it. it's funny that they spent, oh, one of those big green aliens. God, that, that takes me back. That ages this show beautifully, doesn't it? Yeah. More so than, you know, the four by three. <laughs> the hair. Aspect the signs. ratio. Uh, Aspect ratio. Uh, you know, the other things like, you know, a crowd. <laughs> That's a lot of British people, not socially distancing. God. That's a hell of a camera shot to show just how many people are there. Uh, the other events that Earl's Court would present would be next year's insurrection. And then after that, oh, that's it, really. Uh, they would do an episode of Monday Night Raw, Sunday Night Heat, SmackDown, and ECW on Sci Fi in 2007 in April in the WrestleMania Revenge Tour. And that's noteworthy if you're an ECW and Sci Fi guy, which I am, because it's the one with the we're really sorry that WrestleMania match sucked. Uh, between the ECW dudes and the new breed. Let's go all out on ECW on Sci-Fi instead. So it's one of the really good ECW on Sci-Fi matches because there's so many, Tom. Now, here's the thing. And that England got it. Hey. They did. And, and I think that's so cool that England got a little bit of... A little bit of ECW... WWE ECW history. And here's the thing that people may or may not know is that Matthew has just finished an excellent blog where you've been documenting every single flipping episode of WWE CW, haven't you? That's right. Wait a minute, I just want to see this again. Oh, that oh. DDT, though. Yeah, Dima Lango just DDT'd. Scotty off the top rope. Beautifully carrying that superplex. That's how Scotty won the title in the first place. And yes, a pay-per-view a week later. Oof. You don't see that anymore, do you? Oh, never mind. Uh, but yes, it used to be on sci-fi, came to an end. Uh, four years in the making, but not really. And between watching all the episodes of ECW and sci-fi and WWF interaction from 2000 with his mate Tom, Matthew is clearly the poster child of what to do during COVID. <laughs> Have you learned a language as well during lockdown? Uh, I'm doing Duolingo for En Francais. Oh, give me something French. Oh, well, it, some of the examples they use to explain things are very odd. So I've learned how people eat things, but they use the horse is eating stuff. So uh, cheval mange le pizza, or un pizza, I beg your pardon, because pizza is feminine. Uh, so I can say the horse eats pizza. And I don't know why that comes up, but it has helped me remember it because I'm like, bloody hell, is this what's going to happen if I go to Paris? What's going to happen with... Monsieur, Monsieur, uh, uh, Jacques, whatever your name is. Uh, I swore that, I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> it's fine. Timestamp. <laughs> but here's... The, uh, what if the horse is non-binary? Uh, well, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's going to be dinner on that side of the world <laughs> no. anyway. Do you remember when the, when there was the outcry that it turned out that Finder's crispy pancakes contained horse meat? I do remember that because I ate one of them at Little. Well, Not at Little, I <laughs> bought it from Little, then went and bought it. <laughs> monsieur, monsieur, can you please le le evacuate le Little? <laughs> it's just a, the horse is eating a Finder's crispy pancake. When you say you ate it at Little, I have the idea of you walking into a Little and just having a breakdown, <laughs> just going into the freezer section, just ripping open a box of crispy pancakes. Quick, <laughs> quick, le cheval, evacuate. <laughs> le evacuate. Pour <laughs> oh, Christ. I am the... Yes, I can see you've been... I know you... 
I am well French. Be doing French, your Duolingo mate. as well. I am well French, mate. Is Grandmaster Sex say French? Look at the clap. Look at the applause. Look at the clap from the crowd. A lot of clap oh. in Earl's Court. Yeah, for people who weren't watching or caring about what the UK was like with wrestling at this point, we've always loved wrestling and we've always loved oh, the WWF. Yeah. So whenever they come over here, even if they they give us these crap shows and we're like, yeah, fine. We, we eat it up, don't we? We absolutely eat it up. We eat them up like a certain animal likes a certain bit of food. <laughs> But, like, this is, as we said at the beginning, this is the 12th UK-only pay-per-view. Uh, is it Matt, really 12? The 12th one. Math, can you name the first 11? Yeah. Well, no. But I'm going to try anyway. Uh, one Night Only in 97. Uh-huh. Capital Carnage in 98. Uh-huh. Uh, Rebellion last year. Uh-huh. The one with Where's My Title Shot. That was so good we didn't watch it. Um, we should have done shit, mate. Nah. No, 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 no see if you play. Um... Earn dirt to oh, only dirt. Uh, oh, you counting UK Rampage? Yep. But also, those are not pay per views, mon frere. Oh. And I stop talking French. No, no, the uh, SummerSlam 92, for example, was not a on pay per views on Sky Sports. Surely it was a pay per view, though. A pay per view in America, yes. Okay, so I'll tell you what, I'll use the Wikipedia, the next day. The Wikipedia slang and go. This is oh, the, the super shows then. The 12th right. UK only pay per view slash super card. Oh, okay then. Uh, the the Docklands Arena show from 90 or 89? No, it was 89. 89. Thank you. Uh, UK Rampage 92, 93. 93 is horrible, by the way. <laughs> have you seen, just to go off on one, have you seen UK Rampage 93, the card? You mean, a, you, you mean the show that was headlined by Lex Luger versus Jim Duggan? That was bad. Surely, surely not. There was no UK Rampage 94. Just saying. <laughs> I'm really sad, actually. I should have made Justin Henry watch one of these. In fact, we may dip back into this for the Raw review. So I feel like he needs to experience some UK-only pay-per-view action like we are right now. Yeah, I sure was like, well, why wasn't Justin Henry on this one? It's like just had a, an urgent meeting with his sock drawer to sort out that he couldn't possibly have missed. <laughs> anyway, so... Oh, wait, they go to the top rope. Tom, they go to the top rope. Beautiful. Oh, well, that's it. The match is over. Well, uh, do you know what? If it's not no, reversed into a DDT, mind. then I'm not having it. So, uh, the, I'll give you the rundown. Yeah, pay, go on. Pay views and supercards up until this point. Uh, 10th of October, 89, uh, a UK event featuring Hogan and Savage at the top. Uh, uh, the Docklands. April 91 was UK Rampage. Uh, Hogan and Slaughter oh, yeah. in the main in London. Uh, October oh. 91, they had, of course, Battle Royal at the Royal Albert oh. Hall. The night that British Bulldog became a star. Uh, yeah, and then drop, drop the trophy he got. <laughs> oh, Bulldog is just the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, Rampage 92, headlined by Bulldog versus IRS in Sheffield. Oh, <laughs> Uh, we have SummerSlam 92. We keep begging for another. Uh, Brett versus I'm effed. Uh, Rampage 93 <laughs> in the Sheffield Arena. Sheffield, you're getting some stunners here. Luger versus yeah. Duggan in the main. Uh, then it was four years. One not only, September 97, the NEC Arena. Birmingham, England. Just out. It's the arena that's, a, that's connected to Birmingham Airport. Uh, Bulldog versus Shawn Michaels for the European title. Bulldog's entire family front row, including his, his sister suffering from cancer. 
to, there to watch Bulldog win the title, only for them to change their mind like an hour before that Sean's going to win. Wap wap. Uh, April 98, Mayhem in Manchester, Undertaker and Kane on the top of that one. That was the show where Undertaker's bag got lost, I believe. So he yeah, wrestled as the American uh, yeah. badass. <laughs> the American can't be asked. <laughs> I, I, I took a big slurp of coffee, as you said. <laughs> uh, Capital Carnage 98, Austin, yeah. Kane, Mankind, Undertaker, Vinnie Jones. Vinnie Jones. <laughs> He's a hard man. Uh, no Mercy 99, Manchester Evenings Arena, Austin, Triple H, Undertaker, anything goes for the, oh, for the title. I always forget about that one, yeah. It's easy to forget. And uh, Rebellion 1999, National Indoor Arena in Back in Baby Cup in the NIA. Uh, Triple H versus The Rock in a steel cage. And uh, mm, brings that, us to that was a match worth watching. That yeah. was a good match, actually. That was that rebellion was very good in Birmingham. JR kept calling it Birmingham. Oh no, sorry, no. Michael Hayes on commentary kept calling it Birmingham, and JR corrected him, calling it Birmingham. Birmingham, do do. <laughs> We're not in Alabama, said JR. Hip hop drop. Nice. And we love hip hop here. Bound for the bound for the reload for the win. <laughs> Lovely. Nice opening Dude, match. They should have called it. A, a, What's it called? I called an audible and just come out the theme from Casualty. <laughs> you thought like Austin had come out at, at the, the, the first Raw of 99 to help Mankind <laughs> beat the Rock for the title. Yeah, man, look, you can see how animated the crowd are. They're in a great Jesus. This was like a big thing. <laughs> that one old, old dude dancing with some wifey. Because there feels he is, like Timmy Mallet himself, making his return to wrestling. <laughs> Mr. Mallet. Oh, JR with an eye joke on Saturn. Yeah, they're really extenuating their positives on commentary. Haha, <laughs> P. Saturn's got a dodgy eye. Look at this. This felt like a bit of a moment. Like, oh my God. Malenko Saturn. The radicals explode. Yes, this would carry on on uh, the next next week's Smackdown as a sneak preview. As you, uh, a moosh bush to <laughs> keep you going. Yes, this would carry on. The radicals explode. And how do they do this? They sell the the impressive... Uh, oh, Christ, this brawler. I'm surprised they keep on brawling. Um, they, they sell the impressive accomplishments of all men. Uh, no, commentators point out that Perry sucks because he hasn't got a title. Whereas <laughs> Benoit, Guerrero, Malengo. And then Perry becomes the light heavyweight champion because he's tired. Wait, wait, Tom, Tom, don't talk over her. She's giving advice. He goes, the idea is... Have a monopoly in all the women's wrestling in America. <laughs> have them live at your house, and then you can take a cut of whatever money they earn. That's May Young, not Moolah. Oh, same thing, man. Oh, how da- you, the problem is with all old women in wrestling, you can't tell which one's which. Moolah and May have very different principles. Uh-huh. Uh, now, these we talked about these on the last episode. These Judgment Day promos. Did we know it was The Undertaker at this point? There's been no hint on TV. Oh. I think we talked about this before. Like, I had no idea what that was happening. It was just, maybe it was just emphasizing the fact that it's Judgment Day, you know. That thing from the Bible. Oh, here we go. Vince was always a treat when he spoke to the UK fans. Well, last time he was here, Oxford University had him do a talk. <laughs> How did that go? Oh, it's fantastic because he, he went... Really? Is this the best you could do for a man like me? Is for Oxford University all these amazing, <laughs> amazing setup and displays? Like you couldn't have put, you know, the red carpet out for Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> he, he could have promo. He could have an actual resident promo in Oxford. Of course he did. 
such a carny. I love him. <laughs> I, want to I see, love everything Vince want, this period. I want to see if he is as offensive here as he was at Capital Carnage 98. I think that is That's uh, an interesting promo. We'll talk about oh, I'll hear this second. first, and we'll talk about that. Oh, yeah, good match from Too Cool, by the way. Yeah, well done. Thanks for coming. Well done, lads. Well, yeah, it's a good point. No, that's not true. Triple H sucks. Look at my sign to prove this. Meddlesome. That Ninkom poop referee. I feel like Vince is just padding here. Who's here tonight in London? He's not. <laughs> He's not. He's that not. dingus, Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> that silly goose. <laughs> in front of you, silly Billy's here in Earl's Court. <laughs> Uh-oh, Muggins here has a plan. I'm a genius. Is General Montgomery? Does it matter if the genius is Napoleon? Lanny Poffo. It doesn't matter if the Napoleon. genius is Vince McMahon. Asshole. They should have chanted asshole. They chant asshole. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's a very Americanized crowd. Oh, they also chanted USA for Doug in 93, so... I guess Luger. <laughs> Christ. Well done, Sheffield. He <laughs> really well, turned out. Technically, at that point in the UK, Lex Luger was an evil foreigner. Yeah, that's true. He was from Greece. He was Narcissus. <laughs> He's from ancient Greece. <laughs> from ancient Greece. <laughs> Nothing true was said. So, Nothing so, true was said. You're watching Sky Sports. So the earpiece in Vince's is like, no, Vince, you're not supposed to say that. You're only supposed to think it. Vince is Bob on. <laughs> we won't, though, because we've got to maintain the narrative. She's been powered down. She can't travel. She's in the best UK soap traditions. She has been shot near the docks <laughs> and will Who's resurface in eight years' time. <laughs> shot by, shot by Phil Mitchell. From Earl's Court, live an insurrection will be a 
champion, and he will be a McMahon family member. Oh, but which one, Vince? Except nothing consequential happens of these pay-per-views. No, not as offensive as the Capital Carnage promo. Um, it was a different time when Vince McMahon walked out onto the, onto the stage in 1998 and said to the crowd that your next prime minister will be of Pakistani extraction, which led to a chorus of boos from the entire venue. It was a very different time and one that is pretty minging to look back on. Yeah, I always assumed he was trying to... Oh, hello. Oh, <laughs> business um, picked up! <laughs> Pay-per-view, Buchanan. Uh, I thought it was him trying to put on heat on Tiger uh, Ali, Ali Singh. Singh. Yeah. But it, it, it's not really apparent, is he? It's like just that one line. It's like, wait, what? Is it, did someone tell you that that's a thing at the minute that we... In 98, we're like, oh, no. Bit racist. Those those damn Pakistanis coming over here and getting elected. Like, <laughs> what? Just, Even funnier, like, well, not funny, but like, uh, watched East is East for the first time last night. He made. Good film, that. So it's like, that will come out uh, in 99, and it's, yeah, it's, it's a very lovely uh, film. What am I trying to talk about that for? It's video? a very enjoyable no, movie. It's a very, yeah, no. it's a very enjoyable film. Mate, we spent 25 minutes on the last show talking about how to eat a shoe. Let's not judge what is important to talk about on this podcast or not. That's what I mean. That's like, East is East is a good film. Wow, that's interesting. How should we eat a shoe? Oh, now we're cooking. <laughs> talking of cooking, <laughs> Paul Bearer had some dinner. <laughs> and he's with Kane. Come <laughs> I'm a big fan of this era of Paul Bearer, which is red jacket, well, the red and black, black. shirt. Yeah, yeah, strong look for Paul. That's the one that will get like a limited edition action figure. Mm-hmm. And just this, right. like this, this smugness, this psychopathic smugness about him, where he's like, "Oh, you're in trouble now," because like Kane's yeah. walking towards him. Doesn't need to do much else. That's right. Me and my bastard son, whose <laughs> mother I impregnated and helped. Uh, uh, whatever. I'm going to go get some shepherd's pie. <laughs> England. Oh, for yeah. shepherd chips. <laughs> Chippy. I'm going to go get. I'm going to go get an Indian takeaway and drive on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call a but, Genesis a Mega Drive. Oh, oh yes! <laughs> it's funny because they got it. Wrong I'm going to put, I'm going to put my footwear in the back of the car. <laughs> what do you mean? What What do you mean? <laughs> it means I'm going to put, I'm going to put the boot in the boot. Oh yes! <laughs> She's got a lot of junk in her trunk. Hey, you've no. got a lot of rubbish in your boot. <laughs> She's just a brick poo house, Tom. <laughs> anyway, mate, Kane Bull Buchanan on pay-per-view. On I'm more focused on the. Uh, I'm more focused on the uh, sign saying "Sign Doug Williams" in the crowd. Oh, nice! Uh, Lot of love for Doug. What was Doug doing at this? Oh, well done, well done, Bull. Whoa! He was probably uh, grimacing at that. Oh, the Kane DDT before it was the Kane DDT. Kane DDT. What was Doug Williams doing oh. at this point? I'm going to look him up on Cage Match. Because Doug FWA? was... FWA? 
He might have been FWA. FWA mm. might have very much been a thing at this point. Must be still doing the NWA hammerlock. Well, no one popped for the kip up clothesline, so. Wait, what? He's, he's hitting the, the three moves of Bull. <laughs> this could be it. This is If he pressed triangle on 2K19 when you're playing as Bull Buchanan, who's a secret unlockable character, this is his, this is his <laughs> comeback set. <laughs> yeah. Secret, super secret unlockable character, Bull Buchanan. You have to complete uh, season mode in an hour. You unlock yeah. Bull Buchanan. That's also as long as there's push. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's nice that they actually had some build for this on a pay-per-view, considering the week afterwards they'd be like, all right, well, he got his revenge in London. Uh, moving on. <laughs> yeah, and done. So, Doug Williams. Um, yeah, FWA. Funeral with Johnny Storm. Uh, last wrestled at the Broadway Theatre, at the Barclay Broadway Theatre in London on March oh, the 24th, nice. just before this. So I'm assuming there were others happening, but cage match doesn't happen. But he was definitely part of FWA at this point. Do you know what I learned? Uh, Justin Gabriel, look how happy he is. Um, he's at the free Ben Dosserin. Um, Justin Gabriel, who'd be in NXT, obviously uh, born in South Africa. Um, his dad was a South African wrestler. Uh Justin Gabriel moved to the UK in the early 2000s and was trained by FWA and Alex Shane and then went back to South Africa. Oh. I had no idea about that until looking. And that's it, isn't it? Wow, what a thriller. <laughs> now, on the subject of... Um, with, so, with Justin Gabriel, so would he have been in the UK at this point? I think so, yes. It's, it's a so weird. Big conversation. Yeah, Paul Bearer has lost some weight. He does look good here, actually. It's probably the thinnest he'll be ever. Uh, red is slimming. <laughs> yeah, because you see him wearing pastel, and uh, it's a very different story. <laughs> but if, funny enough, you mentioned about like Justin Gabriel being in the UK. We talked about Doug Williams then. We under I understand, and I'm trying to get some extra corroboration on this outside of the Observer, but Jody Fleisch had uh, a tryout at this pay-per-view, apparently. Interesting. So, I don't think he would have been... They would have looked at the size and gone... Are you kidding? Yeah. Are you here for I the thought. role of Dink the Clown? Because I'm, I'm intrigued as to what the dark matches were for Insurrection 2000. Oh, cage match will have them. I thought that as well. Clickety click, click, click. Wow, look at Steph. All right, there we go. There weren't any. Apparently there weren't, no. Sure, they must have been. Oh, here's a oh, shot of the underground. Wow. <laughs> Earl's Court from 2000. Little road sweeper at the front. Yeah. So, Are people supposed to be going, yeah, that's where we came in, the underground. No. We're live by an Earl's Court. There's half mast for Bull Buchanan. Earl's. <laughs> Zoom hey, in hey, on the hey, Earl's. That, that's just a myth. <laughs> Zooming in on the Earl for Earl's Court. See, I see what Dave Meltzer meant 25 minutes into this. There isn't, like, a massive UK, like, flavour to splurt, this. Splurt, splurt, splurt. It splurt. does feel like... Actually, Meltzer's wording for this, quote, the show was described as, like, a good raw with longer matches. Yeah. And it kind of is. That's like, what we wanted. The, it's exactly what we wanted. Although, mind you, saying that, um, we do get a little bit of, of Britishness in this next match. We get a little bit of Brit-type stuff. Keep an eye out for it. Okay. We get a little something. 
for the British audience to enjoy in this particular occasion. So, so X-Pac not on this tour. Boss Man not on this tour. Was there... Nah, there can't have been. I was wondering whether or not there would have been like a house show in America, but surely not because, like, if The Rock is here and Triple H is here and Eddie and Jericho and Benoit and Angle are here, like, the st- what sort of state would a house yeah. show have been in in America? There's no chance. Because I know nowadays, they, they, you know, pre-COVID, you'd have like a couple of shows a night in different towns. Yeah. But they treated these like big-ass house shows. But with a decent roster. I mean, I forget which one it is that has Rock Austin. Uh, this seems very odd. I find it funny the... Uh, nice. I like the fact that there was a point where WWF were pla- WWE were planning to tour with 205 Live in a similar way that Raw and SmackDown tour. That was an original plan. I mean, it's unconnected to what we're talking about here. But. Yeah, that was that was a good idea, wasn't it? Well, they had ECW and Sci-Fi trying to do house shows to begin with. Then they realised, well, that isn't going to bloody work because <laughs> no one's coming. So then he did the, you know, the joint ECW and SmackDown ones. Anyway, I need to point this out just to see the UK Rampage '93 card in full, just to list it. <laughs> Because I can't believe it. So this is an All awful. Right. This was an awful show. This killed the Rampage brand. This yeah. Uh, Fatu versus Brian Nobbs. In case you thought uh, tag guys having singles matches was a, a rarity here, I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed with Tori being able to, to, to walk as dramatically as she can with those bloody high heels on. Yeah, geez, she's like another foot taller with those bad boys. Yeah. Um, Bradshaw would just wrestle like he had heels on. <laughs> uh, Doink the Clown versus. Kamala and wait what time of the year is that uh, that was April oh so that was face Kamala fantastic that's what we like to see um, Mr. Perfect defeated Samu another tag guy in a singles match Bob Backlund versus Damien Demento how very dare you Typhoon versus the Brooklyn Brawler oh my god Crush defeated Shawn Michaels via countout. All right, that's something that looks presentable. And then the main event, we've said it before, Luger versus Duggan. <laughs> I mean, that's got to be a joke. <laughs> These aren't even the lean years of the WWF yet. Oh, I beg to differ. No, because 95 is even leaner. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that's a fair point. Oh, man. We're just about fair to begin 1995 on the Cold Dark Classic Raw review. Next episode we do is like the first week in January. With, with a gun to my head, I think 96 is worse than 95. Oh, really? The 95, you can at least go, oh, well, there's these lads and these lads. 96 is where all the crap seeps through with um, <laughs> just those gimmicks, those those effing gimmicks that are everywhere. Uh, Salvatore Sincere, um, The Goon, uh, plumber man, you know. T. L. Hopper. T- uh, yeah, plumber man. Uh, Plumber. Bull. Bull man. <laughs> you get the idea. And I just wanted to see: was there? A- oh, there wasn't another show on UK Rampage '93. No, that's it. I thought that would have been like the reason for that horrible card was because you know they had all the guys somewhere else. No, <laughs> that was all the guys. 
Oh, beg your pardon. They had people. No, they had not the same day, but they had another roster um, in Pokeepy. Pokeepsie? Pokeepsie. New York. Pokeepsie. Oh, it was for a Monday Night Raw taping, so that's ah, why. So. Um, uh, they drew 3,500. Most were freebies since tickets for the previous card in town were accepted at the show as a result of a number of no-shows at that event. And so they, they got The Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez, Bret Hart versus Razor Ramon, Scott Steiner versus IRS, uh, Tatanka versus Von Krus. Oh, that'll be Skull Von Krush. Papa Shango versus Scott Taylor, Friar Ferguson, Christ be Chris Duffy. Uh, yeah. And Bam Bigelow defeating Phil Apollo. Yeah. Uh, so an episode of Monday Night Raw ended up being better than the show that would end up being released on, you know, Silver Vision UK VHS. <laughs> God, they saw us coming, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, I have 12,000 people, by the way, sell out. Oh my God. How starved must you have been for wrestling in Sheffield in 1993? Well, Duggan and Luger on top. Get me in there, lad. Yeah. That's it. That's a hurry up the show because Gladiators were <laughs> doing a taping afterwards. <laughs> you could have had Wolf do a run in. Oh, that'd have been amazing. Definitely missed the it? boat there. Yeah, this really is such is. a thrilling match. I'm glad we're talking about anything else. <laughs> uh, what was the wrestling scene in the UK in 1993? It must have just been dead on its arse. Yeah, it's a, a rough period between the end of World of Sport to the beginning of companies like the FWA and NWA Hammerlock. And a few other ones I can't remember the name off at the top of my head. It's just, it's just kind of, it was, beg your pardon, mostly tribute shows. Oh. And uh, if you read the book The Wrestling, guys like uh, I think it was Brookside having to dress up as the Power Rangers and just everyone struggling to go. It's, it was a rebuilding stage, as they say. Yeah, there was, they were. I, I seem to remember a lot of um, wrestling shows in the UK were like featuring. Tribute Rock, Tribute Steve Austin, The UK Undertaker, Spider-Man. I was at a show once with Spider-Man on. Oh, you lucky thing. I know. He was the opening match. Curtain jerking Sp Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Curtain jerking Spider-Man. Well, of course. You had a booking in Manhattan. <laughs> Does a job. Yeah, that day. Makes a move. <laughs> Came to win. He's going to lose. Look out. Here comes the Spider-Man. At Perdiswell Leisure Centre. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, copyright infringing Spider-Man. <laughs> Do not tell Marvel Inc. that he's here or we'll sink. Look out. <laughs> copyright Spider-Man. Remember when Revenge of Shinobi decided to put in Spider-Man along with Batman and Godzilla and just didn't bother to ask, so they had to remove them from future releases. But Marvel were all right because, like, yeah, if you give us some money, uh, we'll let him have him. So it's very random. So it's just a giant dinosaur, as opposed to Godzilla, a guy who kind of looks like Batman, but isn't Batman, but is definitely played by Frankie Sloan. And then randomly, the, the very real Spider-Man shows up. What a game. Um, I don't think I played that one. Not Batman. Not Batman. Definitely, definitely not, <laughs> not Batman. Batman. <laughs> is it Patterson? Is it the other one? No, it's not. It's nobody. No one. No one was ever here. <laughs> Stop looking, go away. <laughs> <laughs> Road Dog's up very quick from the clothesline from Hull. Yeah, wait a minute. And he's there we are, doggy Sh style. Shades of AEW. <laughs> Christ. 
Yeah, a popular win there for the bad guy road. Wait, what? <laughs> Wasn't clean as a whistle. And he leaves though. with his diva. It's not. It's his mate's last. <laughs> Xbox would show up and goes, hey, road dog's got uh, lust in his eyes for Tori. <laughs> oh, no. Tori, the, you know, the person who is fitter, <laughs> stronger, <laughs> better in any way in the ring than road dog. Did I... I think we missed a, a little storyline bit there. Unless if we certainly didn't talk about it. I might have had a different screen up at the time. I think we missed... Did we miss Farouk getting a red card? <laughs> no, he was escorted to the back. I said, oh. like, no, you're rolling. He was not given the red card, no. Well, according to Dave Meltzer's write-up, it says, quote, Farouk helped out early during a double team until the referee gave him a red card, brackets, soccer terminology for getting thrown out of the game and was forced For to Christ's leave. sake. I think. Wait a minute. Let me. Apparently, a, apparently, plan, apparently plans changed. <laughs> right. Oh, here we go. Here's Jerry Lawler and a woman with a banana. This is going to be the segment that's aged really well. Oh, I'm gonna have a, no. I'm going to open up another window and go back. As I'll be gutted if this amazing watch along where not that many things happen. And I missed a red card on Farouk. Let's have a look. So, Braun outside. Oh, man. Lola's like, I can't wait to defend that lass and have her instantly leave me so I have to come back to get that job. I urge you, out of interest, to look up Jerry Lawler's recent angle from the USWA. Which one? Well, this is a video that had turned up online the other, the other, the other day. <laughs> and it's... Jerry Lawler, and it's recent, it's recent. It's Jerry Lawler in, is it the USWA? Uh, USA Wrestling, sorry. It's Jerry Lawler in USA Wrestling. I'm going to send you the link, Matthew, so you can appreciate you. this. Um, and it's an angle where Jerry Lawler <laughs> gets run over. Oh, no, I have seen that. You have yes. seen that. <laughs> I absolutely have seen that. Because, uh, yes, there's a, by the way, uh, before we go, yes, Farouk did not get a red card. We are awake and paying attention to this stunning show. That's thank goodness. It's just going along like a runaway freight train, obviously. <laughs> but no, we did not not given a red card. I'm sure Jim Ross said, "Oh, he's giving him the metaphorical red card," and some guy wrote uh... down. It's almost like when Bruce Pritchard and Eric Bischoff say, "F Dave Malta." He's 15 times per episode. Maybe there's a point to that. Um, <laughs> what we're we talking about? Yes, uh, he uh, the Gilbert. Which one was it? It was. Was it Doug Gilbert or Eddie Gilbert? I think it's Eddie Gilbert. Gets in the car. And the idea was, I believe, in the interviews they've said since, Joe Lola was going to get hit by just a little bit of it. But he ended up just... He, he, he stutter steps. He's like, oh, 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 Because obviously the car doesn't come right towards him. It, it kind of revs up, then goes. So he gets hit full force of that thing. I don't think you've seen the clip that I'm talking about. Oh. This is recent. Did Lola get hit by another car? Yeah, this has happened in the last few weeks. Wait, what? <laughs> mate, you this is... thought a man who would never, ever get hit by a car ever again would be Jerry Lawler. Hang on. Mate, this, this, this is right in your wheelhouse. This, is, this has got Botchmania written all over it. Hang on. Hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. It is the funniest thing. And I can't it... believe you need to now clarify which moment it was when Jerry Lawler got hit by a car. Here we go. Ryan Satin shared it. This is it here. Um, oh. So for those who want to see the clip, just you can check out. There's, if you you can look it up online, and it's 
It features Jerry Lawler leaving a USA wrestling taping with his crown in one hand and a shopping bag in the other. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, right. Oh, yeah, it's actually Doug Gilbert driving. <laughs> Matthew's currently watching it. <laughs> All right, I'll do the watch-along footage of it. Um, Jerry Lawler leaves. Oh, by the way, there's some arm wrestling going on with some tits. Um, Jerry Lawler is leaving the back exit. And again, you know it's Jerry Lawler because he's wearing his Jerry Lawler shirt. He has his crown in one hand and his Tesco bag. <laughs> Look at Tesco bag in the other. And <laughs> then it cuts to, again, it cuts. Because luckily there was a crack team of cameramen and editors there. That has to be Doug Gilbert. And maybe it isn't, but I mean, it looks like what Doug Gilbert looks like and some other dude. And again, they're paying tribute to that over time when Lala get hit by a car. And the other guy goes, get him, get him. And then he, he cuts to, it's a side shot of the car going to the left, cuts to another angle of the car. So now there's three camera shots. And then it cuts to a, a POV shot. You are the car right now. And you are hit, about to hit Lola. And Lola does his best. Like, I'm going to get hit by a car thing as the car does the... You know, let Lola know that he's there. That's the role of the <laughs> the car horn. Because <laughs> you're about to hit someone with a car. According to law, you do have to honk your horn. For one. Obviously. If you read your DVLA book, yeah, because you'll let him know you're there and then it's his fault. Um, yeah. And then it cuts to a... Uh, what do you call those things? A test screen. Because apparently, not only are you... The point of view is not only from the car and the driver, but... You're also connected to the TV broadcast. Awesome crap. Awesome. Isn't it brilliant? Have you seen the original clip of Lola getting hit by a car then? I have, yeah. It's definitely not oh, okay, that one. Great. I love that they're paying tribute to the, cl the classics. Like we're getting here with every single arm wrestling spot that has ever happened in wrestling. And if you don't believe me, uh, Bobby Lashley and Apollo Crews did this on Raw a few weeks ago in real time. There's only been one arm wrestling formula in wrestling Tom Campbell furiously types away just spotted a bit of something that we could for a video I'm multitasking who says men can't multitask right okay so meanwhile back to the back to the tits arm wrestling the tits wrestling if you will hmm that's what they call foxy boxing <laughs> and there you go the arm wrestling are they going to go over the top? Oh, here we mm. go. Come one on, of them went left. On. Then the other one went right. Oh, no. It's so close. Oh, oh. Oh! Oh, no. The acid in the face. But no, it's it's not effective. It burns. It's it burns. super effective. Oh, no. An entire two-little bottle of water all over Terry. Oh, Down no. goes Terry. Down go. goes Terry. They've covered Down her in oil. Terry. They've covered her in cream. Do you believe in miracles? <laughs> Down goes Terry. Oh. It happened. It happened. Now, apparently, there was an entire section of Earl's Court that got a good look at uh, the cat's breasts then. Didn't come out on the on the actual footage, but apparently a section did. Just, just no, a tidbit. No pun intended. Oh, very good, Tom. Very good. Take a bow. Oh, wait a minute. There you yeah. go. There you there go. There you go. There you go. Oh, look at the queen. Oh. Good. 
Monsters. We're all monsters. Every day we stray further from the light. Every and I, I, I swear this would be one of these rumors things where all the people will be like, get the tape, get Insurrection 2000, record off the telly, the uncut original Skybox office version. That doesn't cut away. But yeah, there's... That was it. It'd be silly to think that the cat would get her norks out on a pay-per-view, Tom, wouldn't it? <laughs> Surely that hasn't happened ever. Except that time in 1999. Yeah. Oh! He had a Caesar. <laughs> a Caesar salad. Is that now, what you meant, Jim? Oh, God. The, uh, okay, this, this juxtaposition, right, and I don't mean to be crass. I don't mean to be crass. That juxtaposition was designed deliberately for any teenagers having a wank. <laughs> that was oh, yeah. that was an oh, F I love, I love wrestling. I love wrestling. No, no, <laughs> not a Kesey picture. Weirdly, it got it's, harder. I was gonna say thousands rock. of thousands of thousands <laughs> of people just discovered the term edging. <laughs> and his tag team partner Christianing. Oh Christ! Look at the state of this show card. Like, look at that graphic for show <laughs> for, for Big Show. Furious! Why does everyone look so angry? Coming up later tonight, this match right now. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Coming up in three seconds. That's a very AEW thing to do, where they go, ah, this is next. Straight to the ring for the match. I don't like when they do that. No, it'd be an AEW thing if the Jim Ross is going, oh, look at this crap match. Who wants to see that? <laughs> oh, Jim, he's... Jim, Jim, they can hear us during... Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I'm not bothered. Do I get paid yet? Oh, here's Miro. That's good. Oh. The Dudley boys, are they still are they still a thing? Oh, that's a nice We Want Tables sign. Oh. So we reflect on the storyline. Well, well done, Bizarre, if you explained it to someone who isn't wrestling, but very effective little thing. So the Dudleys are good guys who put women through tables. Some of them deserve it, some of them don't. Who cares? Wood. <laughs> Who cares? Women. And Trish tried to defend herself against this by using her feminine charms to kiss Bubba, to shove her hot Canadian tongue down Bubba's redneck by way of <laughs> Brooklyn throat. Dudleyville. Don't, don't ask me about What's that. What's going on? Who's that? Who's that mopping? <laughs> what were they mopping? What was what? That could not have that been. That was amazing. Who was mopping then? <laughs> I want to know more about that mopping incident just there. Oh. What were they mopping up? Oh man, oh. this is a weird time. Rick, I thought I the, the graphic had Shokishi in like blonde hair and a little tash. Have we been that yeah, off? They're in the UK. Okay. You get what you're given. <laughs> this is a. Uh, Do you think he, he can tell he didn't like doing it? I mean, that's one of the reasons why Sting stopped dyeing his hair in '96. Uh, He's like, all right, I'm a bit sick of this. Yeah, I think Joe's shaved off his beard and go, oh no, now I can't do the blonde hair thing with uh, Rikishi. Oh, oh well, it, uh, never mind. Big Show looks, looks a bit grumpy. Big Show looks a bit grumpy. Don't notice that he looks a little bit miserable. Oh, he's all right now. He's having a little gyrate. He looks a bit cross, like he doesn't want to be there. 
You want some hot cross buns? <laughs> hot cross buns. But you have to settle for Rikishi's hot cross buns. <laughs> Remember when Big Show kept on going from tag team to tag team and they always had the puns involved in the word show? Yes. Show. When he was with Billy Gunn, they were show guns. I remember the show guns. Were they called uh, something with else Show Kishi. Um, oh, do you want tickets to see the gun show? Maybe that was it. Show Miz? Show Miz. Share and show? I, also thought, I thought Miz show would have been better. Well, it's the Miz show, but apparently no one agreed with me. I think a show Miz sounds like showbiz. Um, and Miz is celebrity, you know. Jer- there is no business like show Miz. Oh, yeah, Jerry's show was great. That, that, that one can stay. Those are ones that PowerSan published when Tajiri and Big Show teamed up and they, they said, is this, what's their name? Show me the way to the concession stand. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh Greg good. Lambert. Oh, Finley Martin, you grumpy hey, people. Hey. No, if it's a good joke, it was Greg Lambert. <laughs> if, they, if they got a tag title shot, Finley would be going, why are they getting a title shot? <laughs> why isn't wrestling exactly how I perceive it? Why did why did Mick Foley come back two weeks after saying he wasn't going to come back? Was it Finn Martin who wrote a four-page article on why Triple H is crap in his opinion in Power Slam? Like a four-page four pages. article. Wait, every two issues he was doing that in the mid two thousands. What do you mean? It, it was like a particular issue where he really went to town on him. They all they all blend together. Like like the uh, tag title changes in '99. It's amazing seeing the the, the push Rikishi's been imagined to maintain, considering he's been pushed since late '99. There was a line from it where like he was just going after Triple H for everything, and at one point he talks about Triple H's wrestling style. Where and it's a line I still use to this day, where he says he moves like he is neck deep in toffee. <laughs> That's good. Oh, th- th- when they wanted some snark, Power Slam were very good. It's just, it's, a, it's a shame that the, the snark got replaced. Oh, sorry, that the snark replaced the optimism to balance it out. But I remember the best one. I forget which writer it was. Maybe Anthony Evans. It was Armageddon 2002. And they had the number one contenders match between Guerrero and Benoit. And they weren't very complimentary towards the match. So it wasn't their best outings. Especially when, quote... Benoit went for his triple Germans like he always does, except the protein drink and short ass. His opponent has to get up before him due to his height restrictions, and the only person Chris Benoit could realistically hit his triple German suplexes on would be Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> and I saw that, and every time I've seen him do it, I'm like, yeah, you're right. Oh, no, I took a German. Let me stand up while Benoit holds on to the back of me like Kazooie from Banjo. <laughs> is he on the mat? Is he on the card today? <laughs> better be. Oh, yeah, there oh, we go. Kurt Angle Benoit. Wait till you... All right, let's just see if you notice it. And if you don't, don't worry. Me and Tom are going to talk all over anyway. Oh, we will bang on all over it, don't you, friends? Oh, wait, wait. He DDT'd a Samoan. <sighs> you can't do He's that. Head is hard. Head as hard as his ass. Because <laughs> I'm Samoan. <laughs> I did like earlier, Devon Dudley out of nowhere did a drop toe hold. It's like, what? Hang on. <laughs> you can't hit a Samoan in the head. You can't step on Superman's cape. And you can't. Uh, you can't tell Big Show to not eat that 
cream cake in 2000. He's fine now. He's in great shape now. <laughs> was there a time? There was, I swear there was a time we'll be coming up to it when they were really getting annoyed at Big Show's lack of commitment to losing weight. So Jim Ross started saying snide things on commentary. And yeah. he was teaming up with uh, Spike Dudley. There was a pay-per-view one time where it's like, oh, Spike Dudley's getting beat up trying to make the tag to Big Show. He's like, oh, Big Show wants in this match like he wants a bacon double cheeseburger. That was 2001. That was during the invasion, I seem to remember. Yeah, the invasion of the clogged arteries. <laughs> yeah, JR was really... Sn- I, th- I think JR was told to be extra snidey, but I think JR was annoyed with show anyway. Like, they'd sent him down to OVW, and his commitment was just lax. Like, he'd... I think there was a couple of nights where he'd do shows for OVW, and, like, he, he'd have back problems where he couldn't wrestle, and just genuinely quite disenfranchised with everything. I mean, like, he'd get it all together, and he'd come back, and, like, it's a shame we've said on the podcast before. It's a shame because right now he is in the best shape he's ever been, and he's probably been booked the best he's ever been as well, which is a giant mm. that sometimes appears and makes people look good. Yeah. Whereas here, like, he's being used week by week, and so they're burning through storylines and stuff for him, hence why we are now watching him in a thong team with Rikishi. <laughs> A man that could potentially have been WWF champion at this point. Like, the most dominant yeah. WWF champion of I all time. I could have been a contender. <laughs> I could have been some... There is something about the idea of, like, a, a, a firm, in-shape, com- committed big show being, like, WWF champion for, like, two years because nobody can beat him. Yeah. Something to that. Ass to face. A Bubba doesn't sell it. Oh, wait, what? Oh, he Road Warrior hawked that. <laughs> it's an interesting... Oh, I'll just roll on top of you, mate. Um, that's interesting. Like, how are you supposed to sell this thing? It's disgust, but like, oh, no, I'm not in any pain. But you're wretched, aren't you? You sit there and you're wretched. Uh, you're just like... You're, uh, you can't focus on wrestling because you're too busy being sick. Yeah, you're like, please pin me so I can go to the, go to the back and have a wash. <laughs> Were they on the, um, did they do like TV interviews at this point? Whoa, the it's a British table. Uh, oh, no, I've heard about the tables it's in the, this. It's the DT lesson <laughs> table. <laughs> they were instructed it's to the, get some tables for the show, and it's obviously their normal yeah. table dealers aren't there, so they've had to use some local, local dude. Oh, Christ. Local dude. Tim White in the line of fire. Oh, that table, man. It's as if whoever was at the venue said, oh, could you sort out a couple of tables for us? Not knowing what they were for. Oh, house show big. Well, it's the house show. (laughs) Yeah, this is a big house show tonight. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, it's a house show. No conclusive finishes tonight. (laughs) Dun, 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 dun. Get dun, dun. ready for something. Dun, dun, I'm joking, dun. it's a no. Dun, dun, You'll dun, dun. see nothing of dun, dun. consequence. You'll know dun, dun, it's dun, a dun, house dun. show. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, look at I, Do you remember? <laughs> it was. Not, I think it might have been Rebellion 99, where the, the last bit of the night was Rock getting beaten up. And. Oh, no, no. It, it was and basically everybody that had been wronged by the corporate ministry that night came out to save the day. And like Gangrel and Mankind. 
and all that. It's like, why doesn't this happen every week on Raw? Why is it tonight they've all gone, let's all band together, all us mid-carders, and save the day? Yeah. Because it's non-canon, Tom. Non-canon. Part of the expanded universe. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Maybe we'll mention something. Like one guy at a bar, <laughs> da, 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 but nothing major. Like there being a third Death Star. Expanded universe. Star Wars is for kids. Grow up, you nerd. <laughs> Sit and watch wrestling with us. Watch wrestling. <laughs> da, 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 da. It's like redneck anime. <laughs> da, 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 da. I've never heard wrestler described as redneck anime before. Oh, that, that did the rounds last year for some reason. That's and people amazing. like, yeah, that's a perfect way. And people like, no. That's but I'm like, you know what? Yeah, we just saw the ass match. So yeah, you know what? We'll take it. This is this is fun. I like this. This is a nice little spot. I can't unsee Timmy Mullen, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's better than the Rockettes. <laughs> the Rockettes, good God. Timely timely reference. It's, this is better than the Four Seasons, it's, JR. This is better than Pan's People, JR. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen anything this since, like, since Amadeus. <laughs> Rock me, Amadeus. <laughs> it's not unusual here in the WWF to see if. Uh... <laughs> Up next, Michael Barrymore. <laughs> all white, all white, all black, all blue, all white, all white. Strike your lucky. Chris Akabusi. Oh, this is where Bubba busts the move for the first time, isn't it? That's right. Oh, oh Rika Johnson will be here <laughs> later on tonight. At the Insurrection Post Show, only on the <laughs> WWF Network. Oh, my God. This has got such house show vibes. Yeah. Oh, uh, $14.95. That's right. The dad from East is East will do a run-in and call someone a bloody bastard. <laughs> you bloody bastard bitch. You bloody and, bastard bitch. And drink, <laughs> drink half a cup of tea. Accompanying... Uh, Lord Steve Regal to the ring will be Prince Nassim Hamid and you know. Dean Gaffney. <laughs> <laughs> and Rick and Sid Owen from EastEnders. Yeah. Steve Blackman will take on Kurt Angle tonight, but with a twist. In Steve Blackman's corner will be Anton Deck. Luckily, Kurt Angle knows his UK personalities, and he will have with him both members of Zig and Zag. <laughs> oh, my God, if only. He did just drop a mention to Kelly Brook there, though, did Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle's, the greatest oh. Kurt Angle's great. I love Kurt Angle. Big I freaking oh. love Kurt Angle, mate. Ironically, that kid grew oh, up. Oh, bright love you, Kurt Angle, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kurt, mate. Oh, Kurt. Oh, British Kurt fans. Kurt the lad. I like Kurt. Dirty, dirty British 2000 fans <laughs> and their bloody, dirty, stupid 2000 haircuts. Look at that one. Look, they've got a fan inviting them on the... Oh, it's Michael Cole, sorry. Oh, that Kurt. That kid grew up to be Chuck Cyrus. Oh, Benoit. <laughs> oh, Benoit. Benoit, we old mugger. Why are you going to do that? Benoit, my mates call me the Crippler as well. 
I love the WWE. Yeah, Ben White, you're such a good promo. I love the way that you look like you read out the lines. <laughs> I remember uh, at the, I think, Rebellion 99. Might be Rebellion 99. or No Mercy 99 in the UK. When there was a, they did the Vox Pops before the show started. And a woman went, I like Big Show because he's with The Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love bunch of marks. You bunch of marks. <laughs> UK, you're a bunch of marks. <laughs> bunch of yeah, marks. Oh yeah. By the way, this is a thing. I'm smacked down. He just gets American hero like it's a title. He, he would. Brilliant. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. We have to be quiet now. Right, okay. I want to highlight of the show. I gave Kelly Brook a lovely jumper. You love how Kurt Angle speaks the truth. Big wanker signs in the crowd. Yeah. Oh Christ! And Italy for twelve war two. <laughs> and England, Governor. Look, we don't agree with what you said, but I spent all day making the sign for your Kurt, so I'm going to hold it up anyway. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, lo lovely heel versus heel match for the UK. Oh, Angle has besmirched the UK. Who's going to defend us? Chris Benoit, heel, <laughs> with a black eye. Yeah. Oh, Benoit. Mind, mind you, I guess... Now, <clears throat> I had heard that... Benoit either did or wanted to bring Tom Billington to this show. I bet he did. Because they were mates and, and a bit more. Not not in a in a relationship way. But there was a there was, if you if you read Pure Dynamite, the story of Tom Billington, then you'll you'll know the, yeah. the relationship they had. Oh yes. What 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 are you doing, England? Why are you Oh it's it's crash, that's fine, it's fine. I thought they were popping for hardcore oh. Holly. I was very confused. Like, why is he? Why is he suddenly getting a big pop? Yeah, oh, hardcore Holly. I would love to see that. The Crash Holly wrestling Benoit towering over Benoit, <laughs> doing Andre Hogan spots with Benoit. I kid. Oh, I just touched Crash Holly. I'm never watching his hand again. I never watch his hand again. I just touched. I love that when Brits mocking other Brit. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. It's all right when it's us. Yeah, it's Fine. not even a London accent we're doing. It's just kind of... <laughs> no, I, I, the monsters. I guess they sent out Crash because they're aware it's heel for heel. So they wanted to pop the crowd. So I guess bringing Crash out here does that. And it bleeds into the next segment as well. So, Which is fine. Yeah. But um, I guess it's to pop the crowd. Yeah, and to take all the attention away from these two guys. But I think Benoit 
Benoit's eye looks disgusting. Looks minging. So that was a legit injury on Raw, I seem to believe. SmackDown I, I believe been that, that looks like a real injury. Because SmackDown had been taped yeah. a bit earlier. Benoit was, I mean, Benoit was going out with Jericho and having that stiff Canadian style. And, you know, Benoit had that Tom Billington. Yeah, give it to me. Give it to me. Yeah. Why is that? Is it show you're tough? No, it means I can justify beating the hell out of you. <laughs> yes, that was kind of the, uh, the mindset, wasn't it? As was the style at the time. As was, the, you know, I like to kill my opponent in the ring. As was the style at the time. <laughs> uh, one of the uh, my kids' last appearances was... I forget why he was interviewed, but he was on TV. And they interviewed him. And obviously, he looks like uh, what an athlete who is now confined to a wheelchair would look like. He had no shirt on. And he had behind him. I have no idea why this happened. They made sure that the thing behind him was his TV that was on, but it didn't, it had said, you need to insert your Sky TV card, or it won't work. <laughs> it's one of the, I mean, wait, what? Did they deliberately do this? Is to make them look like a freak. See if I can find this and send it like dynamite. I'm sure it wasn't deliberate. <laughs> Sky. A, a very, a very particular aesthetic setup. Just like a standard guy's house. I mean, it's not like us to mock uh, some of the classic WF tag teams that have gone hard ways. That may show up later on in the show. We don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what search for here. Dynamite Kid, bad interview. I mean, that, that, that's all of the ones. What was he, he talking did. about? What was he talking about? I can't remember, but it's just a screen cap that went around and everyone just like laughed at. And it was one of those ones where there was an infamous uh, bunch of MS Paint threads where you, you MS Paint at moments of... <laughs> Like crazy moments of wrestling history, like backstage stuff, and some of the, one of the ones that a lot of the ones from that uh, infamous DVDR list with all the uh, you know dodgy stuff happening. And one of them was just someone drew down my kid with that with the sky, the non-functioning Sky TV box behind him that was put on TV. I found oh, a clip of it. an interview here with him without a shirt on. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Uh, he sends a link. Yeah, one second. Well, wow, what a great match these guys are having. Yeah, there we go. They're having a great time. I was waiting for the Triple German anyway. Not the Dynamite Kid documentary they did for uh, High Spots, which I'm sure they regretted because they realized uh, nearly every answer he gave was like monosyllable. What are your memories of Bret Hart? Oh, it was good. Yes, I, All right, have, cool. I have memories of Bret Hart. <laughs> it's an odd one. He was an odd one. Yeah. He's, he was very of, very of an era, was Dynamite Kid. Very of an era. The book's very frank and very honest. I remember him saying, he did an interview with World of Wrestling magazine about it, and he said, Bret Hart put it over until he read it, and he didn't put over Bret Hart like he was king of the world, and he said, no, don't read it. <laughs> because he didn't put Bret Hart over as much as Bret wanted to be put over. Oh, I put this in a... Again, we're off topic here. Oh, what a great move by Kurt Angle. There we go. Um... What uh talk about last week on the Call Like Hall of Fame thing. I put in Bret Hart's Hitman book. But not for the reasons Oh right, okay, okay. One German. Okay. Oh, he actually got up before his opponent then. <laughs> oh, okay, you could hit on Kurt. They're they're not that dissimilar in size. Oh, okay, well I look like a doofus, but never mind. What else is new? Uh uh, yeah, Bret Hart's book. Have you read Bret Hart's book? No, I haven't, no. I, I hear it was going to be one of four. 
It would. I heard it was going to be one of four books. Oh, oh, I see, yes. Uh, yeah, it's fair to say, it's very dense. But I like it. But it's impossible now to read it after everyone's taken the mick out of it online. Bret Hart sees the world as only Bret Hart can see it. And there's many instances of, like, he has a... I had a match with Chris Benoit, and later on that night, he came to me with tears in his eyes and said it was the best match he'd ever had. And that carries on every page. Oh. Everything. And there's moments where he says, I, came, I went to Vince's office in 1988, and he says, damn it, I don't know what it is you're doing, Brett, but you're getting more fan mail than Hulk Hogan. So we're going to give you a singles run. And you're going, what... what what, the, the Hulk Hogan who was on top or is there like you know like an Evad Sullivan type Hulk Hogan like Hulk Hogan's Horace Hogan did you mean perhaps because I'm not doubting Hulk, uh, Bret Hart was getting fan mail but more fan mail than the most popular wrestler in all of w, in all of America in 88 I, I feel like Bret Hart ends each chapter of this book with needless to say I had the last laugh yeah, yes that's it that's the interview that's the CNN interview is that the one that I sent? Oh, by the way, this is the, the photo the one. that I sent to Matthew of Tom Billington with that shirt on being interviewed. Oh, my God. It's all oh, CNN. So it must have been post-Benoit. Okay, so 2007. I don't think I was violent. Angle I one. mean, I put a shotgun under her chin once, but I had no shells. I only pretended that. Dynamite kid. I took that from no context, Tom Billington. <laughs> angle Dynamite one, kid, angle one, by the way. Oh, great. <laughs> I like how much attention we're paying to its erection. <laughs> oh, diamond headbutt that had no lasting effect. Great. Oh, that's fine. Angle slam after a thumb to the eye was a very creative finish. And you can see a few people heading to the toilet. They were waiting to the end of this match, which is nice. Yeah. Oh, there he is. The greatest wrestler in the world. And the greatest commentator in the world. <laughs> For the love of mankind. The problem is Shane, like as a non-wrestler, Shane's very good. But there is, there will always be an element of no go away about him. No, he's good in small doses. Yeah. I don't want to see him on TV. I don't want, there's, many, there's very few wrestlers I want to see on TV every week. Oh, here we go. Judgment Day. Uh, and you can tell it's the end of times because it was sponsored by Army Men World at War. <laughs> Which must mean that this pay-per-view, Art Let's Build, must be sponsored by Bubsy 3D. Oh, one can dream. What could possibly... Oh, my God! Oh, oh my God! <laughs> that pop! That pop! He was supposed to run in during Black... Uh, Black versus Benoit versus Angle, but he was effed. So he's just going to call an audible, and he's going to be Crash Holly. Oh, that pop for Bulldog as he sprinted to the ring. Where's my title shot? You have it right now. Oh, 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 oh I'll take it now, oh. lads. I've lost so much weight, I need a new belt. Turns out, squeaky wheel gets a greasing. <laughs> I've been squeaking this wheel for several months. <laughs> That's it, Bulldog. Crash Holly. Crash Holly, <laughs> I have to ask you, I'm going over the match, grab on later. Do you like taking bumps? Yes, I do. Well, we have some differences then. <laughs> oh my God. Here's the thing, right? We're very different people. You don't mind taking bumps. I mind taking bumps. Mm. 
You have a title. I want a title shot. It's the dream. You know that expression? Uh, the job squad expression. Pin me, pay me. I like the second bit of that. Could you just pay me? Can you just pay me and I'll not do out? Pay me, I'll sit down. Pay me, oh, sit got, down. Oh, no, oh. bump. <laughs> oh, no, not on the back. Steal on Brett, the- Brett, Brett, I'm effed. <laughs> Brett, why are you calling me Brett? Brett <laughs> yeah, Holly. Yeah, Crash, like, why is he... He kept calling me Brett. <laughs> oh, what a treat, Bulldog's out here. What a lovely... Oh, thank you for getting me crutch, Crash. <laughs> I'll need that to walk to the back. <laughs> is my Percocet under there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, big booze from the crowd. Oh, harder crash. I, I mean, oh, I'm in pain. I mean, oh, what a terrible day. I was just watching that interview with Tom Billington without his shirt on. <laughs> oh. I mean, Bulldog is wearing probably what Tom Billington was wearing during that interview. <laughs> oh, no. Stonewash jeans, boots, no And why's that? Because he's bizarre. Because he's bizarre. Oh, <laughs> Ah, I went down so didn't have to hit me in the back. <laughs> if in doubt, bump from the front. You know those oh, inflatable hammers you get? Those inflatable hammers you get at the fairground. Hit me one of them. <laughs> you know an air guitar? Can you hit me one of them? Oh, thanks. I, I could do with a sit down. I appreciate that, Crash. <laughs> you're a good lad. You're a good lad, ah, Crash. I'm not sure where I'm no, from. No, no, these no. Days. I, I, this is the wrong way to do this move. Oh. Hey. Careful, Bulldog. Oh, it's so awkward watching Bulldog move. Chair. Mate, wrong way around for the chair. What am I doing? Wrong way around like for the chair. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad you. Okay. Wrong end of the chair, mate, but never mind. That's like you crashed that. I'm not going to take that. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> and Kendo. Nagasaki. Oh, like Nagasaki. I beat him. <laughs> Kendo here. Kendo Nagasaki runs out next. Tonight, I'm going to beat Crash Holly. Then I'm going to beat Kendo Nagasaki. <laughs> Mick McManus, I've got your number. Cat Weasel, you get dress. on down here. <laughs> Unless you change your dress, in which case I will not have your number. It's okay. <laughs> we'll call it a win. For me. Oh, I was ripping him into the chair. That's on the... Bulldog, what are you doing? Messy business. Messy You're, business. I'm all over the place like an old woman's poo. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Go on, Bulldog. Finish him. Here we go. Running power slam. Well, it'll be Walking a power slam. power slam. <laughs> Forward motion power slam. Actually, do you know what? Pretty Tonight, decent some sticks. Title! <laughs> he got a title shot. He got a title. What a day. <laughs> what a treat. For everyone involved. Great. Where's Steph? <laughs> I'm going to throw this at her. Back to looking bored, Bulldog. <laughs> it's it's oh. seconds after the pinfall. Effed. Vincent Mann's on the phone to WCW. Hello, uh, William Regal. <laughs> Do you want to swap? <laughs> you know, you said you were a bit effed. Um, you know, I was, we said we're going to wait for you to get better. We're, we're, we're all right. We'll take you now. Are you more or less effed than Bulldog? Yeah. Anyway, enough of that. Is Edge and Christian. Oh, I found the the Dynamite Kid thing. It's from the the documentary Death Grip Inside Pro Wrestling. Oh, excellent! That aired on 2007 on CNN. That's it's 40 minutes long, and they, they give him oh, subtitles because he has a proper accent. This is great, like, this... and it's, yeah, some kid, great. No, no, but it's it's Edge and Christian, like laughing, smiling, joking, signing autographs, taking money off children. <laughs> Just subtle dickheadery. Oh. Uh... 
That's a lovely shirt that man's wearing. I wonder which of these rest these these kids would be on the rest. I mean, there's there's a twenty year old Tyler Bate in the background there. Get in there, lad. There you go. Hey, one, two. <laughs> Shakes his head. Good extra. Excellent work. Have your disposable camera back. Where's Bulldog? For? He wants a total shot of the tag belts. Get Bulldog back out here. Bulldog, Bulldog wants a photo of Edgy Christian. Oh, Michael Cole with those sunglasses and those frosted tips. What a look. He looks like he's playing the evil cocaine dealer. <laughs> In a film starring Mickey Rourke. <laughs> I love the idea of... Um, yes! I, f I, f I found it. You found the interview? Wait, wait, wait. Uh, yeah, I found the exact moment. Thank God you did this bit on YouTube where you can like, add not just the YouTube link, but the... Uh... Chapters and stuff. That's a new thing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I love the idea of people charging for autographs as this seen as a scummy, disgusting thing where a lot of people arrest them do it. Uh, when I went to StarCast, there were people saying, like, watch out for some wrestlers because they catch your eye. They're, like, they're going to bring you in and drag you in and you're going to have to like, pay them money. You know? I'm currently I don't looking. want to say any names. I don't, know, I don't want to say any names, Ron Simmons. But those guys were like, you know, no, we'll do your deal. We'll do your deal. They're like, uh oh, like, I'm not going to say no to you. I quite like in this interview the juxtaposition between uh, the ladies talking who, who are made up, nice soft focus, and then Tom Billington naked from the top up in a dirty old apartment, dusty globe in the background, <laughs> skybox on. <laughs> Shirt off because you know he's looking so good, and bizarrely, Nick Custom wearing his glasses. The, the handles on the glasses are nowhere near his effing ears, they're, just, they're held up with a prayer. <laughs> Cut to right just before it. If you scan before on this clip from Death Grip, it shows it, it's got a shot of Tom Billington's table, which features some Optrex, some ibuprofen, and a yogurt. Like a, <laughs> an opened yogurt next to a lighter, an old phone. <laughs> Hi, we had a little brief moment where we had to pause the recording due to a technical error, didn't we, Math? It was all my fault. It, it was a technical <laughs> issue. It wasn't pure boredom. So we're going to ask you to make sure you are on or near one hour, 16 minutes and 37 seconds, and we'll be back on track. One hour, 16 and 37. Math, is that where you are? That is where I am. Get in. Okay, we're turning to Insurrection 2000 on go. In three, two, one, a go. There you go. It's like a disc change on one of those uh, <laughs> old go. DVDs. I've just I've just flipped round the um, the CDI disc, <laughs> not CDI. No, Tom. Which is which is the one that ran off laser discs? Uh, there was, was a, there was a unit. A la actual laser disc. There was uh, a games console that ran off laser discs. Because the Philips CDI was um, CDs, laser discs, video. Laser thing. active. Was the laser active? Or Hal Halcyon. Or nearly the Sega Earth. No, wait, can't, that can't be. Because it. Oh, laser discs were around in the 80s. Oh, okay, shows what I know. There's a documentary here on a cancelled Sega LaserDisc console, so that'll be what I'm watching when I finish work later. Because I have. I, I, I have, and I don't know. 
I think when you're in a relationship and you live with somebody, even when you love the bones off of them, it's always nice to have the place yourself for a few hours sometimes. And uh, I know when I finish today, Alex won't be home till about seven o'clock tonight. So like, I've got like a good couple of hours of real estate of free time. So I'm just going to watch. I'm going to continue to binge watch Matt McMuscle's stuff. Oh. Who I've been discovering over the last few weeks. And just a genuinely brilliant guy. Somebody I'd love to get on one of these to watch some old wrestling with us. I feel like he's a fan. Oh, he is. He's also extremely busy. But yeah. I don't think there'd be any harm in asking him. Because he could only say no. Exactly. Exactly. Unlike Matt Hardy, who when asked, are you okay? At AW All Out, he said yes. And the doctor should have gone... Well, that doesn't matter, Matt. You're clearly effed. Went, How effed am I in a scale of 1 to 10? In a scale of 1 to 10, you are a bulldog at SummerSlam 92, and you went, Christ. Oh, oh, oh my days. That is very effed. They should have called say this because off. he was on Dynamite this week to say, it's all right, he'll make a full recovery. He's his on- wife was there, so she took the money from Tony Khan. Everything's all right. Matt Hardy came out into Dynamite and said, look, basically Matt Hardy who had to finish the match because it was loser leaves AEW so it's like no I have to finish otherwise I have to leave AEW so he finished and won went on to Dynamite and went I am leaving for a while (laughs) you could have just done that like as I said on Graded it's easier to fix a botched angle than to fix a botched head like if if Sammy Guevara had won the match then you could write, you could fix that down the line. You could rewrite that. There's, there's storyline options there. I think the idea yeah. that, oh, Matt had to win is very short-sighted. And even if Matt had said, like you said, if Matt had said, I'm good to go, the, the ref, Aubrey, the doctor should have just, and all them should have gone, no, you're not going. Aubrey tried, bless her. Yes, but, he did. Um, and it's worth mentioning, it's like, no, but, you know, the integrity of wrestling, it's like the majority of wrestling fans for, that watch AW Dynamite also watch Being the Elite. <laughs> they know it's fake. Yeah, we know the crack. Unlike Insurrection 2000, when it was real. This is the realest wrestling I've ever seen, mate. I don't know, about, don't know what you're talking Absolutely. about. Absolutely. I love Jeff Hardy wearing a shirt under protest, almost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll take it off in a minute, and all the girlies will do, will do a scrim. And some of the so guys. So, yeah, we can see the other percentage of his body. <laughs> <laughs> Let all the girlies do a scrim. At hey! Oh, my God, I love you. Hey. I love well, you. Well, they're, they're all out of screams because, you know, Bulldog was out there before. <laughs> <laughs> They've all gone to the toilet now. They've all gone for a nice long break. <laughs> Thank you, Bulldog, for coming out and saving this show. They're hoping they catch a glance from going to the dressing room and you'll throw a bin in their way. Oh, that's an old Funk Brother spot. <laughs> what, the bin? Oh, I really, I, pre- I appreciate seeing that bit because he's like, oh no, my brother's coming. Oh, I'll go ahead and, you know, <laughs> absorb the blow. Nice. Carl didn't care for it, but what do they know? Oh, that poor tumbuckle. <laughs> See, Matt and Jeff are the examples of why I don't like things. Because, <laughs> bear with me, because look how cool they look wearing the tight black shirts, uh, the woman's tights that are cut to go over their arms like that, those cool dress shoes that, you know, are made for stepping, the, the emo belt and everything, fantastic, wow, what a bunch of lovely, cool-looking dudes. You know what, Tom? I think I'll go out and deck myself in these beautiful outfits. Oh, oh, no. 
What happened, Matt? Do you, Matthew? Do you not look like you know the third Hardy brother? Yeah, is that yeah? The, the one they don't talk about is exactly what I bloody well look. <laughs> what 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 are you trying to say here, Matt? Uh, Matthew, is it the, the like, what? You don't pull this off at all? No, I mean these guys get to dress however they want because they're attractive people wearing oh. clothes. And it's like, oh, that's the key thing. And I always fall for it. every time I go to dress plant, and there's a giant f off uh, image of a huge whatever picture of the model wearing. You could wear this shirt now and look just like sexy McSex here. I'm like, yeah, and I wear it and I look like, you know, a guy going to a disco realizing that he shouldn't be there anymore. Oh, mate. It's just. Dress- oh, that was way too. That was supposed to be sound funny. That sounded sad, didn't it? <laughs> it really did. It sounded like you're on a little breakdown there, mate. Yeah. It's one no, of no, them. No, it's because I saw that happen one time in uh, Preston in a place called The Warehouse, which is three three levels of uh, rock music. And so guys were trying to get in and they were like, oh, they were old. And they were like, what do you mean we can't come in? <laughs> what, it's only Ben's are allowed in. And they were getting annoyed. And I'm like, what a horrible moment when a bouncer's not letting you in because you're, you're effing old. See, this is why I tend to overdress as much as I can because I'm very aware that I can't get away with just like wearing like a cool t-shirt and whatever like some so i always tend to that's why i fell for suit jackets because i used to be bigger you do suit him thank you mate but i used to be bigger than i am now and and the only way to to sort of make myself feel better about it was to dress well so at least i could be the guy that dresses well so i'd always that's a very good attitude to have and 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 what was nice was like at my, my my lowest weight in 2018 i was like oh wow i'm gonna wear like tight jeans and nice shirts and stuff and then I put a little bit of the weight back on and I'm, and I'm wearing suit jackets again which I like but I'd like to be back at the point where I just go I'm just going to chuck a white t-shirt on because that's the one thing that people don't appreciate the big lads don't do like I've got a couple of white t-shirts in mm. my cupboard I don't wear them because I, I I don't think it's possible to feel any more self-conscious without a a penis growing out of my head than if I go into town wearing like just a white t-shirt can't do it. I feel massive. So dark colours are a man's best ah. friend when you're a bigger lad. True story. That's good advice to know, and it's it is interesting how clothes maketh the man. Because mm-hmm. right now, I mean, Christian is screaming mid-card tag team dude. You know, <laughs> if this was the eighties, they put they'd be lost condisadors. You know, Edge would have the proper mask, and he'd just have the big blue. Marker all over his face, <laughs> according to man. But later on, he cut his hair. He'd start wearing uh, non-not shirts. That was a sentence I just said. He was wearing non-not shirts. He'd start wearing <laughs> not shirts. Oh, them non-not shirts, eh? The syntax is there, but the common <laughs> sense isn't. And he suddenly starts looking the part. Whereas Edge, interestingly, wouldn't change his gear, his hair. It's like, it's like look, that, that edge there is the same edge that feuded with Cena. Yeah. Same edge that we've always loved. And yeah. like I say, but again, if I tried dressing like Edge, I would probably look more like Tom Billington on CNN. <laughs> so there's some fantastic rest, proper wrestling. And this, this might be the best match we've seen on TV from these guys because they've had plenty of time to, to go through this. Like on TV, they're not getting that much time. So... Like, all right, it's a house show, lads. Take as long as you want. And, yeah, this has been pretty fantastic. And we've been talking about clothes. Exactly. It's been a good time. How it should be. Well, I'm currently- I don't like going out wearing just a shirt either, Tom. I oh, like to good. have uh, uh, a coat or... What I'm like now is the, the plaided 
shirts that I can either put over that unbuttoned. Mm-hmm. So I'll either look like a really slim lumberjack or a crap raven. <laughs> and I'm happy with that. Look at the size of those H's in there. Bloody hell. Quote the raven, never mower. <laughs> oh, people like off topic. People like sending me messages going, I, damn it, Matthew, I keep on calling it sparkling wah And they'll type it W-A hyphen A. Because <laughs> that's how I pronounce it on the podcast. I'm like, well, that look, that's how people say it around here. wah I like how you... That sounds like dist- disturbed getting down with a sickness. <laughs> well, would you like uh, tea or water with your meal, sir? Oh, wah <laughs> I like how upset Very good. how upset people get with you for calling um, for calling them NXT Take Hour. Take Hour, yeah. And I only I will admit that I put it up that I'll increase the uh, northernness because I think identity is an important aspect of who you are and stuff you can get away with on podcasts. I know we should we should be speaking the queens, but I think putting these on bit by bit. Is fine. Otherwise, we'll all be talking crap. Uh, it's not even London at that point, is it? It's just this crap generic English accent. It's true. Hello and welcome to Cultaholic Classic Smackdown Review. As you can see, me and Tom Campbell, my friend, are watching British Bulldog. And he is half dead. It's like, this doesn't work, does it? You have to say, eh, bulldogs are knackered like any. It's being real. It's learning to talk. Yes. It's, it's, and I find it funny how one of the areas where you find the least amount of people that speak like real people are broadcasters, which I find incredibly amusing because the idea of, of connecting with people seems lost on people whose job it is to broadcast. Like there's so many radio presenters who don't talk like normal human beings. Right, right. I was going to say that's why I brought it up with you because obviously you are an incredible broadcaster. Oh, uh, the matter the radio you do for um, other companies, for us... For those the twelve thousand podcasts you've produced <laughs> during lockdown about everything from you know the history of the Gotch Hackenschmidt feud and the first wrestling match recorded up to ha ha Bulldog looks crap. <laughs> you learn you learn what the audience wants. It's not about me and you, and the audience wants us to talk for forty minutes and make Steph and Triple H and test jokes and stuff like that. Well, that's it. That's what they want. And luckily, neither on the show, so we're knackered. And that's why I'm kind of worried about shows like this, when it's like, let's do a watch-along. Okay. But then I go, well, what the hell are we going to talk about? It's non-canon. There's near <laughs> angles. There's Bulldog. Thank God for Bulldog. <laughs> what are we going to talk about? Well, we've done all right for an hour and 35. So. <laughs> we, 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 we're somehow finding a way. And we haven't oh, even... Without even resorting doing to, that. Without even resorting Sorry. to test jokes yet. We haven't even gone, Steph, uh, why do they call it a Mega Drive over here? Poor, poor confused Steph. Steph, what's pal? <laughs> I haven't got... I'm, I'm familiar with the concept of pal. <laughs> Albert, are you my pal? No. <laughs> Steph, this man <laughs> in the pub wants to chip my PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Electronics Boutique. <laughs> yes. What was your? What were you doing in your life in 2000? Can you remember? Because I seem to oh, recall. Uh, very vivid. Oh Christ! Jeez. Sorry. I, that, that was. I don't think they were ready for that. I, I wasn't ready for that. There was a good bit of camera work there. Um, not in 2000. I was at school at Abbey Vale in Northampton, 
Uh, we lived down south when my parents split up. My mum went down south to become ding, ding. This is Edgy's thing while I was living down. Your mum became ding, so ding. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those failed doink clowns. Uh, she wanted to become a midwife. She had to go all the way down south, so she went there. And she stayed being a midwife to this day. So it's like, all right, good guess. Um, <laughs> she do, you know, she she spent her life de- devoting her career to delivering children. And I've been taught about wrestling and silly bollocks. Uh, we're very similar. And so I was living in Northampton at the time. Uh, Abbey Vale Middle School I was going to. All my mates in the area we were at. Uh, we thought it was a safe area until that that family got murdered. <laughs> That's a, that's a grim thing, by the way. Yeah, yeah, there's all these memories coming back now watching Insurrection 2000 with some almost complete strangers. Now, I think about it, but they were my age or younger or older. So it's like, do you, do you watch wrestling? Yeah. All right, cool. Let's go around my house and watch Insurrection. It's like, okay. Dad, is my mate Matthew. All right, son, go upstairs. It's like, yeah, great. No, nothing about them, but they watch wrestling. Sweet. Uh, and yeah, there was a, there was a family around, our, around the corner to us. We all went out because everyone was going out. And the thing that messed us up as a kid, because I'm like, I don't really understand the concept of murder um, that well. But what got us was the guy, not only did he murder the family, but his own family, but he murdered the dog. And we were like, oh. someone killed a dog. And which was not the thing to be saying around people who knew the family. But we were like, as kids, that, that messed us up worse than like, like he killed a dog. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So this is the way I, this is the way I am the way I am. And Edge is going through a British DT table. I'm surprised the rest of the tag teams didn't come out to help Bubba put through Edge Edge through the table. (laughs) It's a tough old table. Here comes TNA. TNA, there's an armistice. TNA are here. Head cheese are back together. They're just flown over. The man's special private jet. (laughs) Show Kishi. The Mean Street Posse are back. Fantastic. Hey, the New Age Outlaws are reunited. Billy Gunn with his gum arm. Woohoo. <laughs> we need everybody's strength to put Edge through this giant table. Look at this. Bloody hell. Uh, the British Bulldogs are back together again. Down my kid his wheelchair. He's helping out. He's doing his bit. He's got the skybox office remote uh, as a foreign object. Oh, but that take. Look at that. Uh, the Wild that- Samoans are here. Fantastic. Not even their heads can get through this table. Oh, no. That is not a clean break on the table. Look at all the like the splinters sticking out of it. God, that's gonna that's gonna hurt. Poor Edge. Not. Uh, we miss Owen. Oh, that's nice. I often wish the Dudleyvilles, had ju- the Dudley boys, had just been billed as from Dudley. <laughs> they missed the opportunity there. From Dudley. Oh, oh, and like when they did the show in Birmingham, they could have sent the Dudley boys to Dudley. Right. They missed a trick. By not doing anything in Dudley. Oh no, I'm bumping a Dave on! What y'all doing in Dudley? Y'all coming uh, to the zoo! Rusty Observer would be reporting like rumours that, you know, (laughs) Jellied Eel Dudley would be making his debut (laughs) at Insurrection 2000. No, it'd be Meltzer Meltzer going, in the UK they love wrestling so much they've named a town after the Dudley boys. (laughs) Oh, it turns out plans ah! changed. Oh, uh, we haven't seen the 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 turn in full. Oh, what a shame! Well, now we. I didn't realise China China did the count and like was like, "Yay, Jericho won!" And Jericho was like, "Yay, China's a ref." <laughs> I accept this as a thing. 
You deserve to be screwed, Jericho, you idiot. <laughs> This is probably the best version of China we've seen since we started watching the show, to be honest with you. China's been brilliant here. Like The, I have the China Jericho feud was not a highlight. Uh, well, it showed how. It showed how. Uh, the difference between modern day WWE and uh, 99 WWE. When they're doing China versus Jericho and the crowd is overwhelmingly cheering the bad guy Jericho, even after he locked her in a room and smashed her fingers with a hammer, they were still cheering Jericho. So they went, you know what? Let's turn Jericho. Nowadays, they would have just had Jericho come out and go, you know what? I think Hitler had good ideas or whatever. Just to, like, no, boo him for the love of God. Didn't um, Kurt Angle do something like that in 2005? Where everybody oh, was they, cheering yes. him and he did a promo backstage where he said, <laughs> if I could tap out one person in the ankle lock, it would probably be Jesus. <laughs> You know, if I could support any country in the world, it would be France. I, you know, if I would go back in time, the one person in history I'd like to make tap out would have to be Jesus. Who do you ever be? Uh, Kurt, Kurt, why are you saying these things? All I'm saying is I can say anything I want and these idiots will still cheer me. And the crowd went, yay, Kurt! <laughs> All right, I love that Kurt Angle, oh, mate. I love Kurt Angle. Angle. It is. Kurt Angle's going to do this morning. It's true, He's it's gonna true. Tell it like it is. <laughs> dirty British if, fans, dirty British if, marks. If Kurt Angle says Quanon is a thing, then it's a thing. <laughs> he'll sort those he'll give those bloody pedophiles an over the top <laughs> German suplex. Suplex him on it. A suplex <laughs> But the liberal left won't let Kurt Angle put Angelock and every pedophile on Jeffrey Epstein's island. <laughs> and bloody hell, I was a lot happier before I saw the acne on Eddie Guerrero's back. Oh, he's got a bit of acne going on, hasn't he? Have I told you that story? The first DVD, wrestling DVD I ever bought, as opposed to watching on Daily Motion, was Royal Rumble 2004. And I was instantly dismayed at seeing full, glorious 480p the state of Eddie Guerrero's back as he came out. That man had back knee. He had front knee. He had side knee. <laughs> he was, as they say in the business, on the peat gas. <laughs> That's a nice little touch. Yeah, back knee's a bit horrible, isn't it? It's... Uh... It's Look, someone has, has, has eczema. I have eczema because God gave it to me. I mean, these guys gave it because, you know, Dr. Savorian gave it to them. Because <laughs> you got to pump it up. Oh, but he's great here, though. Like, Eddie, just, just this smarmy Lothario <laughs> around China is just stunning. 
But the stereotype of uh, Spanish people back, I'm not even sure, because wasn't that show Mind Your Language that had every stereotype? Oh, God, The French yeah. are sexy, the Germans are, like, very strict and they shout a lot. Uh, Italians have greasy hair and whatever. But, like, what was the Spanish stereotype around the point in, in, in British comedy? I would imagine it would just be, like, one. chefs and pizza lovers and, like, someone touched a mass bucket. It was just... <laughs> Pizza and yeah. food and Spain, Spain is known foodies. for its uh, pizza. Because, like, in my head, I when I think of like Italian stereotypes on television at that time. Yeah, there was there wasn't any, was there? I don't know. Did they do that crap TV series that was set in Spain? That narrows it down. Yeah, I was thinking of Italian. Sorry, not a Spanish. No, I can t- I can tell Spanish pizza. I, I but you're right, know. but it's it's almost the same though that hey I talk in a heavily accented what's, accent what, what's, and I wanna make love to the women and make her the, the food. It's like yeah, it's we're not very um we're not very forgiven to our European neighbours, to say the least. Would Spanish have been like matadors? Would that have been <laughs> El Matadore? It would have been matadors. I kill the bull and then I make her the pizza <laughs> And then I go to Dudley <laughs> <laughs> I beat it in Jericho for the European title, Bubba. <laughs> it's a me, a Spaniard. I make a meatball special. <laughs> Whilst fighting a bull. <laughs> Mamma mia, and a Spaniel. <laughs> ah, I got hit by a rolled up bit of hey, paper. And again. Come on, demo god, throw it back. As the as the as the Spaniards call it, El Paper. <laughs> as the Spanish call it, it's pizza. <laughs> Jerogaholic from Hull, England. Why would you brag about that? I had that T-shirt, but with the sleeves on. EOC. Hey, what's that? J. Oh, that smiley man in the crowd. Time check if you're watching along. I've got I'm on one hour forty. What you what you on math? One hour forty. I'm on one forty. My Jericho Spanish my Spanish Jericho impression. Have you seen people say it online because of the COVID outbreak caused by the Sturgis rally that Jericho played the Fozzy has caused reportedly over a quarter oh. of a million new hold COVID on, Hold on, hold on, cases. hold on. Before we do that, before we do that, the coin flip. The coin flip to determine which belt's on the line. <laughs> what I love is that... It was El Heads. Tim, Tim El Hedo. Tim White wasn't even going to risk trying to catch the coin, so he was just flipping it onto the ground. Mate, have you tried doing that? Yeah, I've I did all the time. It's fine. A few times in my life, I, I can't grab that coin. Really? I am not Mr. Perfect when it comes to catching a, <laughs> catching a coin on my hand. What were you saying, sorry, about, about Sturgis? Oh, you're right, right. So Sturgis happened, and they say a quarter of a million, and I didn't dare retweet it because it was very funny. But, you know... Are you it's very said, funny, it's but, all right, you know. though. 
quarter of a million people have uh, may have caught COVID as a result of you know the spread of going to Sturgis and not social distancing because it's hard to do that in the mosh pit. Um, quarter million people, and someone quote tweeted saying, "Luckily, Jericho will be here to tell us it's only the eighteen to forty demographic that caught it." Oh, Christ. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I'm nothing against China. It's it's fantastic, but as an LGBT trans uh, icon, as, she, as I found out she is, it's just finding out like there's a huge. You know, in Spiral Tap at the very end, and they go, "We should tour Japan," because I found out that one of our singles is like is is in the top ten. Yeah, and they go, oh, "Let's go to Japan." It's almost like finding out how much how how much of a big deal China was in that community. Um. Because her being a huge, ridiculously built uh, woman dressed in leather and dominating people like Eddie obviously set a few people going, oh, yeah. all right, uh, I know what I'm going to do when Craigslist gets invented. Um, <laughs> it's interesting to find out what happened. Uh, and also, off topic, someone sent an email in. I felt very bad. I don't recall what I said, but it was obviously enough to generate an email response about this podcast, and I very much apologise for saying it. I obviously made some sort of remark about China back uh, when we started doing the podcast that was about... It must have been something about, oh, China looks like a man or something like that. It was something that offended someone, though, about why I vehemently apologised for saying something like that. Um, I thought I was doing it in the tone of... Actually, you know what? I don't, I, Jamie, don't remember what it was, but uh, it was definitely the wrong thing to say. But now that you know about that, it's interesting seeing how much people love China. But it also sucks in a way, Tom. Right. Why is that, Matthew? Oh, I'm glad you asked that, Tom. Why is that, Matthew? find there's been a few times when I've found someone in that type of community, and I've talked to them, and I've gone, I think there's a connection here. I really like this person. And you find out, well, there's some issues with that. Uh, the main thing being, they're not looking for somebody like me. They're not looking for a Harvey Whippleman type. No, uh, they're looking for a China type. The amount of people I have met of any gender, of any uh, sexuality, or anything like that, that is what they want. They want a giant woman to tell them what to do. <laughs> they want a mommy. It's they quite want a, a China. popular preference, isn't it? Yeah. And I didn't realise how popular that was until, you know, you speak to people and they go, oh, what are you into? Yeah, well, Matthew, you're perfect for me. Aww. If you were, you know... Three foot higher than you were, jacked and, you know, female. Apart from that, you're perfect. You're on the like, money, no, honey. I, I kind of hate you, but respect you, China. Oh, China. <laughs> if it wasn't for you existing, I'd be knee deep in it. China out there setting unrealistic goals for men and women trying to get laid. Exactly. How am I supposed to compete with that? She's clothesline Jericho. Yeah, I know. If quite I did that, it looked like what happens when Marco Stunt tries anything. I know quite a few women that would have probably left me for someone like China, which is totally understandable. I was going to say, like, it, Tom, it's like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> get it. Can I come? No. All right, fine. I'll wait here. <laughs> Can I come with you? No. Okay, fine. Fine. I uh, wasn't going to invite myself anyway. It's fine. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I get it. I do get it. <laughs> I do get the appeal, and you could. But then she, when she started doing like Playboy and stuff like that, she, she owned that and she made money from that. You know, it's cool. China would have been on OnlyFans like that. 
is what I'm saying. <laughs> My God, She'd yes. have made a fortune. Yeah. Just saying. It's a, it's a sad story, the, the later half of her career, obviously. But at the same time, the impact she had in wrestling. Yeah, really did. Really you know? did. And the fact that... Um, even X-Pac, when DX were put in the Hall of Fame, one of the first things he said was, it's great that China's in. Some, is in. And we're like, yeah. Like, yeah. you got to appreciate before this, well, look what we just saw earlier. We had the cat, or Miss Kitty, or Lola's pussy, whatever you want to call her. Um, you know, she she was there having an arm wrestle match with Terry Reynolds, all T, all A, but not even the fun of having a test joke. And that's all it was. And then, you know, that's what American wrestling was for women. But in 97, she showed up. And I prefer that version of her. This version now, where she slimmed down, is like, it's all right. But the, she was effing huge in 97. Oh, massive. Her arm was bigger than me. When she, well, it was the Goldust Triple H feud, I believe. So, like, Terry Reynolds interfered, and suddenly this enormous woman, chin lock. And apparently, an entire generation and of people, of women, went, great. That's awesome to see, because a lot of women aren't built like Terry Reynolds or Miss Kitty or only size zero models who, wow, you can't, they can't wrestle, but you should, you should see a box, JR, all these types. But some women are like Jack, like the Jordan Graces, for example, the name of the, um, and I'll model this all of them. But John Grace is one of them who said, like, yeah, that the child was a huge influence because he saw her and went, well, I'm huge. Mm. Can I wrestle? Oh, I guess I can't. I guess I've got to be, like, you know, the cat. Wait a minute. Did she just get over the ring? The woman who can deadlift the entire roster. <laughs> it's a very valid point, sir. It's very valid point. And it was, regardless of, I know we've talked... And you know what? It's one of them where, you know, she's mixing it up in the men's division, so therefore we would we, we bring up stuff in the same way that we bring up bring it up with men. There was attitude issues there. Uh, there was uh, some there was backstage tension from China, but regardless of all of that, it was a very progressive move to have someone like China have a, have a woman fighting in the men's division. It was it on, yeah. and even even now it's something that WWE kind of now tiptoes around compared to what they used to do. Uh, but it's still mm. something that China was a spearhead of. Yeah. Can you see a point where intergender wrestling becomes a thing again? Because they tease it a I bit mean, on like NXT, on the, odd, on the odd altercation on NXT. You will see, like, Candice LeRae drop a, drop a uh, Hurricane Rana on somebody or, or the like. So they do tease it. I don't know whether you'd see it ever coming back as a full-time thing in mainstream wrestling. Uh, like anything else in wrestling, as I said earlier, uh, everything can work if it's not done as a regular thing. Less is more. The occasional one, if they do like a Shoti Blackheart versus uh, Robert Stone match, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm there for that. And that's how the feud. But as a regular thing, uh, no. In the same way, I don't want to see... Again, just the body types alone... It's not going to work as a regular thing or have the intergender um, division in WWE wouldn't work at all. But no, but to build it up and have it as a, a special thing, absolutely. There's certain people, I mean, when I think of like people that you could do that, there's one that springs oh, to mind. Oh, what do you call this move? Oh, is it a gory special? That's right. 
Hey. I thought he was going for something different. Ignore me. Of course it's a Gory Gorilla special, you idiot. Matthew, who's been watching wrestling <laughs> since he was born. Well done, doesn't mate. Doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. You lemon nailed it. That was going to a cop killer on an Insurrection 2000 house show oh. pay-per-view. But I'll tell you who could do this now, who could do um, intergender stuff now. Go on. Rhea Ripley. I see, there you go. Rhea Ripley absolutely could. A very uh, slow... It's, it's all how it's slow. presented... It's all how it's built, and if there's a storyline. And that's why I have many debates with people like... Um, a lot of people in the Cololic thing when I'm doing the podcast uh, with Jack and Ross. Uh, love and regard to Ross, by the way, obviously. Um, that people think I'm overly critical or negative unless, quote, it's in Germany. In which case, I love it. <laughs> Germany <laughs> is your... favorite email sent in. But it's not. It's I am focused on, uh, remember, the storylines. The reason for the match. Um, a lot of people now, because I guess the influence of indie wrestling on the current WWE product, uh, because a lot of them now work for WWE, are like, it was a good match. There were lots of kickouts, so therefore it was a good match. I'm like, nah, I need a bit more to it. Like, this has build. This, this, this on this house show pay-per-view. They should have just called it WF House Show, by the way. Um, <laughs> bloody hell, Jericho. Nice. Right. That wasn't what you went, it was intended, but thanks for the effort. Um, this has the build of uh, Jericho, sorry, China turning on Jericho because they were kind of together, but they kind of weren't. Um, you know, for to win the European title, now it's the rematch. Yeah, that's what's in it. The, the rest, the, the stuff that's happening in the ring is secondary to the primary function of the storyline reason for it the feud the reason the 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 thing that brought you to the dance and i think a lot of stuff in aw and we there's a lack of effort putting into why this is happening and more yay super kicks but i'll take a good story and a bad match over a bad story and a good match any day of the week tom what say you Tom agrees with me. Fantastic. Sorry, mate. I slipped out to get a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, you could have, if you're going for a juice, you could have gone, pick the berries yourself and squeeze them. Back now. Because I've decided, I've decided to talk lots because it's a watch along. I hear what you say. But what I, what I, uh, what I would come back to you with is um, bullshit, mate. Germany <laughs> Germany is your Tokyo Dome. <laughs> oh, no. 100%. Deutschland all the way. The Deutschland Dome. I can't wait for NXT UK Dusseldorf takeover. Oh, mate, you're going to be in your absolute element. NXT UK takeover Berlin. <laughs> if they don't bring back Alex Wright for NXT UK takeover Berlin, there's been a trick missed. Oh... He, he's the dynamite kid of Germany. <laughs> Everyone's asking, when's he going to come back? Oh, he's due a comeback, surely. I didn't realise that he had a... Like a, uh, a serious... I'm going to get this completely wrong now. Some sort of brain seizure. Mm. Um, in like 97 or so. And that's why he just wasn't on TV for ages and came back as Berlin. Oh, is that where he was? he the same athlete. Yeah, I didn't know that until recently either. Oh, blimey. I had no idea either. Mm. That's that's ridiculous. You know what? That was a good match, and I enjoyed talking about complete crap. 
I think I'm going to find... I'll try finding... Uh, the WCW tour. Like, some of the results that they had. Just to, just to put in perspective. Like, yes, this is a house show. Yes, they're not... It's not hugely into storylines at the time. But the stars and the difference in the cards. Wait a minute. <laughs> Incidentally, whilst you're finding that, you mentioned how about Alex Wright having a brain seizure, which is why he was away. Yes. I learned another amazing fact about a wrestler. Uh, today, on the day of recording, as it happens, right? Mm -hmm. You know Crazy Steve from Impact Wrestling? Oh, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, he's uh, legally blind. He's legally blind. Uh, but this is, this is weird enough. This is a thing that I knew yeah. because they hyped it up. Did they? Um, that he was the, yeah, yeah, on TV, yeah. Oh, I feel bad. I missed like that completely. Says it, but he wrestles so well, you go, right, am I missing something here? He did a podcast with Tommy Dreamer where he's like, oh, I don't normally talk. I haven't talked about this, but I'm legally blind. I was like, oh. I swear they mentioned it once or twice. That he's, oh, by the way, he's legally well, blind. Well, I've had the obligatory message from somebody going, oh, Tom, I already knew that. So I assumed that it might be out there somewhere. Um, well, it's, it's similar, Tom, just to interrupt you. Uh, what's going on this week in wrestling news is that Ralphus, former Jericho-holic, has passed away. But everyone going, no, he passed away last year. It's just for some reason it's it's, it's had a, a, a spike. It, it, it's made a comeback, like, you know, like Diana Ross. <laughs> right, main event o'clock, mate. Are you still looking it for the WCW card? You're looking for the WCW card? Yeah, yeah I've got them all here because they did the tour. Uh, let's see. They uh, this is the um, the March tour. So let's see. There was Birmingham, London, Manchester. Oh, the three dates. Oh, okay, listen. Well, that that, that covers that covers promo. the north, the south, and the middle. So <laughs> they they nail that beautifully. That's right. Screw you, Dudley. Okay. So <laughs> WCW Birmingham, England. The NEC eleven thousand eight hundred and twelve that's not bad for the nec that's effing that's effing gigantic do you know the, do you know the advantage is for playing the birmingham nec right it, ba it on. backs onto birmingham international airport <laughs> i love that you bring that up all the time yeah it's a great fact so you could it's your you, fun fact like about the a181 or something yeah it is it's it backs onto birmingham international airport <laughs> so you can get off the plane there's a host there's a couple of hotels on option and it's great, easy. You you could go to Birmingham without going to Birmingham. You get off the plane, you get to your hotel, you go down a corridor to the venue, you go back up the corridor from the venue, get in your hotel, sleep, pack your bag, back on the plane. You haven't got to go anywhere near Birmingham. <laughs> All the more reason. Anyway, so Norman Smiley pinned David Flair after dropping and interfering Daphne on top of Flair. Booker T pinned Fit Finley. All right, okay. Bam Bam Bigelow pinned the wall. Uh, that makes <laughs> sense. They were feuding. Uh, Jim Duggan pinned Brian Nobbs in a hardcore match. Okay. Um, tag teams champions, the Mamelukes defeated Ron and Don Harris. It's a main event in some towns. I mean, I'm just going to say, like, which WCW tag teams could you have in that position? Three count, perhaps. The Young Dragons. Uh, Tarlem Heat 2000. Okay, look, there's not a lot to go on there. Alex Luger versus uh, Davida Vampiro. Via submission, Ric Flair defeated Kurt Henning. Not the worst card in the world, but they had advertised, you know, their main eventers, the Goldbergs, the Hogans. Uh, who else would that be? Nash. Oh, hold that thought. We have a rock uh, yeah, promo in thought, the UK. Listen to the rock. Say, cup of tea, governor. Mm. 
Get the rock a people's cup of tea, you bugger. The people's Yorkshire tea, the people's <laughs> Earl Grey. The people's shepherd's pie. Actually, the rock does mention shepherd's pie. Oh, that's right. <laughs> no, it was in the last show, he, uh, last UK one. It was. He it? mentioned she- custard pie. Sarcasm stinked by his tone. <laughs> oh my god, he's in the crowd. Whether it's in insert place here. Yeah, you know, Cairo, Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> Venice, London, England. All places <laughs> All places that Dwayne Johnson has been in the last twenty four hours. <laughs> and he did a three hour workout before that. The Rock will film the Mummy too. Anywhere he's told to. Morocco, <laughs> Egypt, London, England. The man who is feuding with the McMahons right there. In 20 years' time, he will bail Vince McMahon out of the biggest monkey on his back in his entire career when he buys the XFL. Oh. He will CEX. The XFL right <laughs> off of Vince McMahon's back. He really flipping did. <laughs> the Rock says, Vince McMahon, you can trade it for three million <laughs> or one million cash. <laughs> we don't have the cash in the till, so we'll send it to your bank. And tell you what, The Rock loves you so much, he'll even throw in a used copy of The Rundown on DVD. <laughs> No, 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 no. The Rock can do better. The Rock can do better. The rundown and a DVD copy of Welcome to the Jungle <laughs> and Doom. <laughs> the Rock says, please come back in an hour whilst we check the XFL. The Rock needs to check the XFL is fully functioning <laughs> and fully operational. <laughs> Keep the receipt, jabroni. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry it smells of BO in here. It's just the customers. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Uh, that's a joke that our American friends won't get, and I apologize. CEX is like GameStop. To hell with the US dudes. They have, we have to listen to them talk about the Denver Broncos every bloody week. <laughs> hey, have you heard what Donald Trump's done? Yes, I have. Move on. Did he say something stupid? Yes. Okay. I bet he said something stupid, that Trump lad. Oh, yeah, I tell you he what. said something like, you know what? The London, England show that happened on March 11, 2000, 10,450 sellout. Norman Smiley versus Brian Nobbs, Bigelow the Wall. Dustin Rhodes defeated Terry Funk. TV champion Duggan defeated Fit Finley. Vito and the Bull defeated the Harris Twins. Vampiro defeated Jeff Jarrett. Booker T and Henning versus Flair and Luger. Uh-huh. But Manchester, England, the one everyone talks about, 16,318. Bloody hell, wow. I hope they put on a hell of a show. Uh, Norman Smiley defeated Brian Nobbs. The Wall defeated David Flair. Duggan defeated Fidley. Henning and Vampire defeated Flair and Luger. All right, so team package are there. That's fine. Funk defeated Dustin Rhodes. 
Booker T defeated Jeff Jarrett. The main event. The Mama Lukes defeated the Harris Twins. Oh, the biggest crowds they would have all year. And that's what they gave them. And when they came back later on, they did London, England in November. We'll probably talk about that in the Smiling Podcast later on. 9,138. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, there's a few stars. There's Sting, there's Scott Steiner, there's Chronic, there's Nash, there's Goldberg. Yeah, no, not sellouts. And then they did Newcastle, England, the Telly West, 5,709. <laughs> with the main event of Booker T versus Steiner and Goldberg defeating Luger. Yeah, they were having none of this. The negative press they got earlier in the year really got them. Yeah. And also, you know, WCW 2000. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's so bizarre, bizarre, that in 2000, mm. one of the hottest years in professional wrestling, and WCW could not... They they couldn't get a look in. They absolutely were getting nothing. They couldn't they couldn't sell they couldn't sell to anybody. Nobody wanted what they were buying. I'd say, wow, I can't I can't believe it. If we if we falsely advertise a bunch of headliners and then none of them show up, uh, they remember. People don't like it. I don't understand. It's because like sometimes tours like this can be considered a bit of an afterthought. And that is what burns these people out. And do you know what? And, uh, and, for all its, and for all its faults with this show, how much of a nothing show this truly is, I mean, you've got to compare it to what was being around at the moment. And what this looks like on the whole is a WWF exclusive pay-per-view just for the UK. It looks, feels, smells like a WWF show in the US. Like everything exactly. about this feels like you are part of the show. This is before they were doing episodes of Raw from the UK. And this just feels like a big deal. Whereas the WCW stuff they were doing, not so much. Exactly, Tom. I couldn't say that about myself. I literally couldn't. Uh, the, they presented it like it was a big deal. They had the stars come out, so they keep this card. WWF always treated the UK like it was a big deal. All their tours there, all it was a peculiar with respect. Apart from UK Rampage 93, but, you know, one out of 12 ain't bad. Um, <laughs> You know, there was three that go, oh, okay. I think UK Rampage 93 sucking so badly meant they went, oh, we didn't sell out that show. We actually need to put on big shows. Yeah. Or they're, they're going to realise, yeah, you can't get away with like a C show here. It's a show or nothing. And uh, I believe the European tour or the UK tour, probably Europe, tour they did in 07 for a while had the record for the highest gross in UK, uh, highest gross in WE tour they ever did. Really? Yeah. Ah, well, that, that, there is so it's much probably, money. It's probably being outgrossed now somehow, but um, yeah, they would always generate so much money. But they would go, yeah, you know what? We have to actually give you big shows, though, or impressive shows. We can't half-arse anything. But it comes back to the idea that, as you said there, WWE is always very respectful of the UK audience. They know the passion and then the, the money there is to be made here. So, I mean, it's, it's a, a fortuitous happenstance, sir, that we are putting this podcast online two days before the return of NXT UK. After a long hiatus, NXT UK is back on on Thursday. And the general consensus was it could just stay gone for a long time. Because uh, it, is, it isn't like front of mind. But the fact that they've, they've got the BT Sports Studios, which they're going to be broadcasting from, they've taped, I think, I think about two months worth 
of NXT UK stuff. So they're ready to come back now. And again, it's that idea that whatever you... And I know that opinion on NXT UK is wild and varied and not always super positive. But the fact that WWE even has... Do you know what? It actually mirrors what we've got here, right? NXT UK is a bit like Insurrection 2000 in the sense that it's something that doesn't have a lot of focus during the day-to-day, but it's WWE committing to something exclusive and bespoke for the British audience. I'll go with that. And prior to... Actually, wait, two seconds. I just want to see. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. At 2.05.40, a young Mafu was watching this with his mates, and he saw that moment when both Triple H and Shane McMahon bent down to give him, I don't know, some sort of super backdrop, and The Rock kicked vaguely in the direction of Shane McMahon, and Shane McMahon sold it. A young Mafu saw that, and as a kid, all of his mates noticed and went, wait, what? And we rewound it and went, what was that about? Why did Shane sell that? Why was did Shane, wait, wait, what, what, why did, that was nowhere near him. What, what was there, like, some sort of magic dust on Rock's foot? Like, what happened? What, that, that, what? And we knew, like, wrestling wasn't, you know, quite as real as me may have thought it would be. But it was like, that was the first instance of really, really noticing a botch. So in some ways, this show is embryonic, that word that we love, oh. of uh, a little vid- known video series known as Botchamania. This is where Botchamania was born! The seeds were sown, Tom. Oh, wow. That one moment. Because all my, all, everyone watching it with us, we all went, wait, what? And that's the, thing, that's the only thing, if you'd asked me before the show, what do you remember before the show? That would have been it. The only thing I remember was Shane McMahon selling air. Well, that, that's amazing. That makes this, this show a, a milestone in, in, in wrestling. Since yeah. this is the, the birth of Botchamania, the, the video yeah. series mentioned by Dolph Ziggler that time on Raw. <laughs> that apparently wasn't written for him, according to my sources. Uh, he just happened to actually say it because he went, WrestleMania, uh, Owens Mania, because that was the thing with the shirt. And I guess his thought, his brain just went, what else has Mania on it? Beatlemania? Hulkamania? Oh, can't say that anymore. <laughs> uh, Botchamania? Oh, God, I should have said Hulkamania. <laughs> But then Vince McMahon said, what's Botchamania? Oh, I like it. Get me Gallows and Anderson. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a unique idea. (laughs) Well, rip him off. It'll be so good. We only make one of them. (laughs) That's all we need. Anyway, we'll go off completely off topic. Uh, what were you saying? That you said something, and it was so good, I got completely. I prefer what you said, which is like this is the birth <laughs> of Botchamania. Now, my yeah, my whole point, that. my whole point, which is about how like NXT very much like this. Oh, NXT UK, that a was a unique it, yeah. product that's bespoke for the yes. UK audience, whether you know for good or bad. It, for um, for Americans and maybe some Brits as well, who don't quite understand the relationship. The UK wrestling scene up until, you know, this summer was an amazing thing to be part of because it just seemed to grow and grow and grow. And, you know, as a, someone who's brought up in a diet of uh, crap American indie wrestling and appreciate it just because it, it was a lot easier to watch than the UK stuff, it was amazing to see all these guys become these amazing characters, amazing matches, amazing storylines and feuds and stuff like that and being able to do it rather than be, you know, having to be 
part of a giant company, just being these small companies using the power of social media to let people know, oh, by the way, this is happening in your area, and this is how you get to the show, and this is where you can stay. It's like, wow, it's actually really easy to go to the other side of the country to watch the show. Mm. Fantastic. Our life's so much easier now. We have Google thinking for us. And Progress, ICW, IPW UK, uh, Preston City Wrestling, uh, Fight Club Pro, um, Future Shock. Just name, name but a few of the different companies to go through. There's so many different ones and so many... Oh, <laughs> NCL, WCPW. Should I mention the local ones first, really? Ah, you're good. Um, to, show, <laughs> to show just how many different companies and how many different personalities were able to be showcased. It was just amazing resurgence. Like, wow, we have an amazing scene over here. And even better, it's Europe, so it's relatively easy. That When I say England, we mean... Scotland, Wales, Ireland, Northern Ireland, Germany. Germany. <laughs> um, also, also for some reason, Australia and New Zealand. Um, a bit far away, but they'd still managed to come over. And it just became amazing seeing all this. And then WWE came along as like, ah, we're going to sign everybody and ruin it. And on some levels, look, I'm very happy that these guys are going to be able to do what they want for a living and make a lot more money in WWE than they would be able to just do in indie shows. Fine with them. Happy with them. No begrudge them. Um, because people, no, you should have to wrestle at these small indies and make a third of the amount for my enjoyment. I'm not like that. That that would be a ridiculous thing. I'm not going to judge anyone's career choices. But at the same time, there's a lot of NXT UK that sucks if you've seen these guys in their natural element. When you've seen Zach Gibson, who was maybe top five, maybe even top three, maybe even top one talkers, in this country, no matter what company it was, if it was Progress or OTT or even Five Star, an amazing talker, and they see him come out in NXT UK and sound like every other, well, I'm a bad guy, so I'll act and talk like this. I think I put it eloquently about not just Zach Gibson, but uh, Tyler Bate, Trent Seven, uh, Eddie Dennis, who comes out dressed as a dragon, because I guess the Americans only know one thing about Wales, and that's there were dragons there long ago. Um, it's like seeing the best chefs in the world suddenly work for McDonald's. So I'm happy for them. I'm even happy for their bank balances. And that doesn't mean I'm going to put over everything they do. Fair What's you, Tom? Uh, I disagree with the, with the sentiment that it's damaged British wrestling. I disagree with that sentiment. Well, I, I would think, also agree, to interrupt you, I also would also agree, disagree with that because there's lots of time to replace the talent. Yeah, I was going to well. say, because so I think a lot, a lot of people just assume, oh, because... Now, these guys aren't available. That's it. That's not the case yeah. at all. Like, there is so much British talent. But if anything, these guys moving up, getting to earn some money and live out a dream, that, f- that gives some breathing room to some amazing talent to, to make yeah. their dreams happen as well. And, you know, like Shane McMahon, who's uh, accurately <laughs> watching this match. Exactly. Raw Underground's head, uh, uh, the head of Shane McMahon Blood Sports Entertainment, Shane McMahon. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it gives breathing room. And I hear what you're saying that it's very much a WWE style featuring guys who we know can do so much more. And I'd like to think that something may change in terms of how it operates. I'm, I'm a firm believer and a firm optimist. I'm hoping that with this coming back, they make some adjustments to how these shows are put together. You know, you have something like NXT in America where you don't have that. Ah, it's the old, it's the old night the line was crossed spot. Pulled out of 2000. Um, but have you seen that match? Yeah, it's all right. Bloody <laughs> hell. It's a, of I mean, all me, be, the, me being polite. Yeah, of all the overrated, 
Drinking the Kool-Aid because Heyman said it was good. Bloody matches. The hour-long draw between Funk, Sabu, and Douglas. Oh. <laughs> you know what? I feel better about this watch-along because at least we're not watching the night the line was crossed. That's true. That's true. What were you saying, Tom? Here's an example, right? Timothy Thatcher got signed and we all got nervous. Didn't he? Because the yes, WWE have a terrible did. history with, with, with unique characters coming in. And I have to say, somebody who watches NXT every week, I've really enjoyed the treatment of Timothy Thatcher. Like he, I would he agree feels with that, like he feels like obviously it's it's a slightly tweaked version, but the 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 core is still the same. It is a guy who just wrestles and he's grizzled and he bends and breaks and cracks and pops people, and they've kept that to it. And I think it works really well. So there is hope. There's always hope. <laughs> Yeah, no, well, well, well said, Tom. And yet, there are positives. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, did you hear him yell DDT? Because I did. Um, <laughs> I did. <laughs> just saying. Another, another hef- hefty influence there from uh, little kid Mafu. <laughs> the, I'm going to the next to UK roster. Who's on there right now? Now, the, uh, now the list, the list uh, online, I think, is quite out of date. Oh, there you go. Uh, for example, Gallus. This is what I mean, like that. No issues with Joe Coffey's in-ring work or Mark Coffey's in-ring work or Wolfgang's in-ring work. But they've gone from having, what's that word? Um, oh, yeah, personalities to being we're evil and Scottish and that's it. And the fact when you watch the NXT UK presentation and Gallus come out and they all walk, they take three steps, they pose, they do the discerning look around the, the arena and walk forward. And it's almost like you're watching the one of the video games and seeing them do the token animation that they have to do. Um, it, it just feels like they're all playing the roles that they're not best suited to. And, and again, in some ways, who cares, Mafu? Jesus Christ, it's only wrestling. What? You don't like Joe Coffey because you can't say the C word every three seconds. Oh, boo-hoo, wrestling's cancelled. No, again, it's... The, the, I like your I like your analysis, which is like top chefs working in McDonald's. Yeah. I like I hear where you're coming yeah. from with that analysis. Like it's everybody is as as step has taken some steps back. By the way, where the WF Women's Championship being used as a weapon there. Just a nice little test. Good and what a weapon it is. And what a weapon it is. Yeah, it's twenty percent water damage to people like the Rock. And uh, yeah, there are people who benefited from this. Pete Dunne, for example, Volta. Mm-hmm. Chris Hero's gimmick before he was so rudely taken out, where he was... I loved it, by the way. It was, I think it was the best thing about NXT UK. Um, he was a UK wrestling hipster. Yeah. Going, wait a minute. I've watched way more Mick McManus matches than you. I've got a more up tape traded world of sport. I know more about the style than you do, you stupid Brits. <laughs> fantastic. That was fun. Cool. Fantastic. Um, so, obviously, they fired him. And, you know, everything sucks. The, what else? NXT UK. But right now, we're in a different world where, after speaking out, it's hard to get excited over anything. So, God bless NXT UK for returning. I'm intrigued to see how it will look. I'm going to be watching on Thursday. As uh, Will there be a crowd? Um, I don't know if there'll be recruits or not. I know the studio is uh-huh. limited space. I am looking forward if they start letting crowds in and they do a live takeover. That'll because be after time. the things we all read and saw this summer, 
God, it's going to be interesting seeing what chants we're going to hear oh. about certain members of the roster. But never mind that. Vince McMahon's got a chair. Zikes. Zikes. And it's a proper chair this time, not that weird little plastic one that Bulldog was not swinging around Not the Bulldog chair. And Vince is holding it properly. Had, had written down on crayon, Bulldog, use this. <laughs> oh, that's it. New champ. New champ in Earl's Court. Are you kidding me? Are you I kidding suspect- me? I strongly suspect Shane McMahon was supposed to do a kick out or something was supposed to happen there. It's not very often you get the pedigree kicked out of. Yeah. Oh, wait, this isn't televised. Yeah, sure, kick out the. Th- oh, wait, it is televised. Damn it. Oh, no. Damn you, Gerald. I don't know whether it was done to oh, get a real pop. fake. Gerald Briscoe's taking a bump again. I don't know whether it was done to get like a real pop from the crowd. Yeah. Because, uh,. Like it did get oh, a big let me, pop. Now I'm going for the spot again, Shane McMahon. Here oh, it is Vince, again. Maybe. You know what? Change Mrs. Q. I'll come to the ring. Oh, wait. I own the company. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I can I'm count. a rich white guy. I'll just do what I want. I, li- I like, right? My favorite trope is how wait, wait, there is wait, the wait, requirement to put on a referee's shirt. Before you do, do anything. Unless I put the shirt yeah. on. Oh, no. It's Earl's Court Hebner. Oh, my God. Earl is in Earl's Court. Earl is in Earl's Two. Court. Oh. And he's in perfect position. The most overdue <laughs> on the last SmackDown we watched. He really was. Earl's alive. Earl, 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 He was Earl. in a local medical facility two nights ago in the US. Earl of Earl. Oh, he puts that ring post. Oh! <laughs> it's nice that this is the UK TV uh, well, house show, but they're still having the silly bugger main event style. <laughs> oh no! Shane's crotched him. Avalanche oh. rock bottom. No, that's not happening. Avalanche rock bottom. No. He's going to hit a one-man Spanish fly off the top. No, it's going to be... Okay, I'm going to... I can't remember, but off the top of my head, <laughs> I think... <laughs> Look at Jason the ref. I think it's... I think it is a... <laughs> I think it's a Triple H top rope nothing into a rock bottom, if I remember correctly. Oh. Oh. Pin to retain. Pin to retain. Oh. Silly rock. I'll just punch off the oh, top then, no. whatever. <laughs> I think they're living a lot of stuff here. I think so. Uh, doesn't there matter. we go. I pin Shane. Uh, Vince, you might want to move, pal. You might want to move, pal. Yeah, move, Vince. Rock's coming toward Bounces you. off. Sends uh, Vince in the second row. He's gone. And the Rock's not doing it to Look the hard camera. Look at all camera. those cameras going off. Wow. So he'll be kicking off backstage if he's not doing it to the hard camera. There we go. If you're small. There you go. Now Rock's going to go straight from those court to Morocco to start filming The Mummy 2. <laughs> this time it's personal. Mummy harder. No, he's... T- <laughs> no, sorry, that's China. I beg your pardon. Was he doing The Mummy at this point or was it, are we just having a, after this. Just, just a, a mad lib we're doing? He, he ends up missing Raw. Right. Because he goes straight to film The Mummy. No, no, there's a, there's a great promo on Triple H Smackdown because I watch it just to prepare. Um... Triple H is like, oh, have you heard that lame excuse Rock gave for not appearing at Raw that he's doing the the, the mummy? No, we all know he's scared of me. <laughs> scared of mummy? More, am yeah, I right? Yeah. Am I right, lads? Do you get my joke? Uh, lads, lads, lads. Oh, that's insurrection. There you go. 
a a a jumped up, trumped up, had WWE yeah. Raw house show. <laughs> um, absolutely, I and mean, we wouldn't have had it any other way in two thousand. Oh, absolutely. And please not. let us know if you've listened the entire way through. <laughs> yeah, if you made Are it these, this far. Yeah, was this good? Is there something specific we should be talking about during these watch-alongs when there's nothing to be talking about? If you've made it this far, the code word is skimmed milk. Skimmed yes, milk. Uh, Dynamite Kid looked like he'd be drinking lots of skimmed milk. <laughs> and if you love that, you'll love... Lugs. You'll bloody, bloody... <laughs> I love legs. Lugs. Make sure you check the size differences because the UK have different numbers. <laughs> Lugs. God blimey, governor. Lugs. God blimey, Lugsner. Our medium is their large Lugs of America. <laughs> what were you going to suggest at the end there? Don't forget. I what. was going to say, hopefully you guys can leave us some suggestions and feedback about how we should do these because in two weeks' time, we'll be doing exactly the same for Judgment Day oh, 2000. That's crept up, hasn't it? Jeepers. It certainly has. Watch along a mania at the moment on the Cultaholic podcast feed. Jeebus. Which is good news for you and good news for us, the silly buggers who like to talk about wrestling. And after we like to talk about wrestling, we like to reminisce and go, Tom, what was something you remembered about Insurrection 2000? Bulldog, isn't it? Bulldog getting out there and becoming the WWF Hardcore Champion. What a moment in time that was. That's right, the last gasp for Bulldog, because he'd be gone by the end of the month. Uh, about you, I mate? remember that main event and that one little kick. Yeah, because that started Botchamania. set my life off track. Set me on a life that was looking to be uh, going towards the clergy, instead heading towards the wonderful world of talking about wrestling on YouTube. Oh, wow. What about something you forgot from this year? Bloody everything else. Um, <laughs> one specific thing I forgot about this show. I'm going to go with uh, Kurt Angle being so cheered by the Brits. Kurt Angle's <laughs> cheering by the Brits. I, I forgot um, Edge charging a kid a £10 note <laughs> for an autograph because they were scumbags. Well, there's exchange rate, Tom. You know, it's only... Seven fifty dollars. It was bare. It was. It was based. Think about this, right? They charged that kid ten quid for an autograph. For an extra five, could have bought the pay per view on Skybox. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so uh, much for watching Interaction Two Thousand with us. Until we meet again, he is at Matthew Greg on Twitter. I am at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Togo, we are at Cultaholic on Twitter. We will speak to you next time. Don't forget to join us. <sighs> Bulldog got a title shot and won a title in the same night. Order is restored to the world. I love you, bye! Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.